This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Wednesday, August 5th, 2020, episode 290. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Of course, you can visit our website, InfectionPodcast.com. Well... We are a day late, and you would have known that if you were subscribed to us on Twitter at InfectionCast or were a member of our Discord, but uh, my illustrious co-host will have more to say about that. Mr. Brian with an eye, looking good in the beard, on the beard, looking good with the beard, all With the beard, yes. Hi, Hello. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, if you, uh, if you want to find me, first of all, you can find me at Brian Aldrich on Parlor. Oh. Exciting stuff. Uh, of course, my blog, biteoftech.com. <laughs> And also make sure you go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. You notice on the right-hand side there, it says join our server on Discord. If you do that, you can submit news throughout the week. We have uh, just a bunch of different channels where people can play games and chat. Also some text channels. Uh, if you One thing that pe- a lot of people don't realize is if you're subscribed to us on Twitch, there is a special channel where we get a lot of updates and, uh, and feeds from various places showing updates for a lot of games that we cover. So if you want kind of hints at what might be coming up on some of the show topics, that's a good way to do that. Uh, also, we have our Steam group. So if, if you happen to be here, maybe you didn't realize we had our show a day later. You happen to be sitting at your computer now on a Wednesday night. You would have gotten a little notification on Twitch. would have popped up and you would have been able to join us live for this episode. Uh, we also have a link to our, uh, our YouTube channel. We have a link to our Twitch, to our DLive and our bit shoot on there uh, and and one extra for extras and that has our pre and post shows. So if you're interested in checking any of those out, Judd makes those for us and posts them on the extras channel. Uh, also, we have below that all the links for the audio only form. So the podcast form and that's for various platforms. We have desktop apps, uh, mobile based apps. So anything that uses the old standard uh, podcast rss link and then show notes for now 290 episodes so uh, if you're listening to it after the fact you can follow along with this episode and we have a lot of links for things that we're going to be discussing so you can open those up and maybe watch the high quality versions or follow along on the on various patch notes and things like that as we do the episode so if you're interested in that those are on for all episodes that we've done up up and since the first one Uh, if you want to support us you can do that through the support uh menu option up there and that has pretty much amazon.infectionpodcast.com, humble.infectionpodcast.com. And people, as you'll probably hear through the show, uh, people give us their Twitch Prime subs, and those help add up throughout the year. Now, we didn't get to do it this year because of the COVID, but uh, usually we'll go to PACs, and we'll be working on that to get there next year with the funds, and hopefully we'll see. I mean, we should have a little more more funds than next year, so we'll see if we get to do any extra things while we're there. You know what that means. Uh, yeah, extra, yeah. Extra, extra, Nick, <laughs> Nick will drink it all up. Extra funds at PAX. I want to thank our friend Spaceship Donnie, who hit us up with the resubscription here on Twitch six months in a row. Thank you very much, Donnie. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, so, Brian, it's a Wednesday. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm not one... Now, some people would say this about me, Brian. Some people say, you're a conspiracy theorist. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't go that far. Borderline. No, I wouldn't go that far at all. But what I will say, Brian, is 
in the past three years, I've had three natural disasters Mm -hmm. in my area. Now, we've been quite critical of China on this program. And, you know, I'm not making any comments about China and weather wars or anything like that, because that would be crazy and outlandish. But I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, is there a coincidence that in three years of living in Wilmington, North Carolina, Brian, that we've been taken off the air three years in a row with a hurricane? And we've been critical of China. They don't like, I know, next we'll get a letter saying, quit talking about China. They don't want us talking more about China on the show. I'm just, I, we're going to talk about China tonight, so good luck. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, Brian, but this is what my day looked like uh, yesterday morning. So, I mean, obviously China had something to do with that. Would you agree? Even though yeah. it was a Chinese generator uh, that I bought at Harbor Freight for like $350. Obviously China did, did had something to do with that. Did it work the whole time? I'll tell you what, 14 hours. I t- let me tell you this. Yesterday morning, so the storm came in Sunday the storm came in Monday night through Tuesday morning mm-hmm. here on the East Coast. You probably heard about it if you, unless you live under a rock. Uh, Hurricane Isaia. Um, so I just moved into a house, funny enough, two weeks ago. <laughs> like three, literally three, like no, at this point, three weeks ago. Um, I, I've, I've just purchased a house. So of course, very nervous about that. But I had the foresight by generator right when I moved in because it's hurricane season. That's what happens. So Brian, yesterday. Uh, or the, 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 uh, actually it was yesterday. Yeah. About 1230 in the morning, power goes out expected. We're getting a category one hurricane. Mm-hmm. It landfalled like 30 miles from here. Okay. Expected. So there we go. So you pull the generator out, get it out back, get it all fired up. I got the, the, the equipment running here. I got the server. I got my weather station publishing data to weather underground every five seconds. It's mm-hmm. everything's great. Everything's fantastic. So, um, yeah, about two, three o'clock. I, uh, you know, start tar- turning some stuff off. I grab a fan cause it's, you know, 98 degrees outside or whatever and uh you know i attempt to sleep on the couch for a couple of hours wake up get my stuff ready because i'm working from home and let me tell you what brian i have three different friends stop by they grab some coffee right i had the fridge got the coffee maker going i had donuts for people i tell you what nick is a generous 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 gentleman a generous individual mm-hmm. i'm giving out coffee people are swinging by for lunch i, I yeah i'm don't be, oh you want a donut coffee got cold creamer i mean i'm not saying i'm like the nicest guy ever but i would say i'm in the running natural <laughs> disaster i'm over here we're playing on the, you know we're you know, watching the weather we're you know drinking coffee i mean i'm not saying i'm the nicest guy ever but way to I, do it. you know i mean that's the way to do it though cold beer in the afternoon i mean it, i mean it's like know. isn't that isn't it the same thing like lance He's like barbecuing and doing all this stuff, going crazy, eating up and drinking all of his his liquor before well, like a well, quarter know, of the way into the natural disaster. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to defame my good friend Lance, but I will say that he knows how to have a good time with the hurricane. And I've learned I think some I know where you learned it. Yeah. You know, I, I had the garage door open. We're grilling outside, you know, just saying it was a good time, Brian. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. So hurricane was here. Uh, Brian was very um, flexible in his schedule. I did have power last night, but the power company severed an internet line. Um, so I had internet almost the whole time until like two o'clock yesterday. And then it came back. So it had nothing to do with the hurricane. It was them working on something and then yeah. they messed up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they were, I'm sure, moving a pole or doing something and they and they snugged a line somewhere and that took the internet out for probably about five or six hours. But throughout the whole storm, yeah. I had internet. I was publishing data to uh, to from my cool. weather station. So if if anybody's interested... 
You can go there and you can see the pressure drop when the hurricane came in and then it rise back up as it left. It's pretty neat. So we survived. Nice. We're here. I'm not saying China is specifically targeting the program, but I'm just saying it's, you know, I, coincidence. I think not. All right. That's all I'm going to say. And we'll leave it at that. So we're here. It's a Wednesday. 290. Yeah. Big, big sh- we're 10, ep- 10 weeks away, bro. Where's 10 weeks going to put us? Oh, good. I have to figure this out. Let's see. This that, that will put, put us, us on the 14th. Or well, we got to go back a week. Uh, no, the 14th of October. Go back a day. Well, but oh, that's yeah. a Wednesday. We so that'll put us on the Tuesday. 13th. Oh, Tuesday 13th. the 13th. The lucky number 13. Wow. Mm-hmm. What are we doing for that? I don't know. Uh, how gonna, about if what, anybody has suggestions, they could uh, they can message gonna, us in Discord. What was that? Weren't you going to come out here in the fall? Yeah, but I don't know if is that 10 weeks away. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to. Um, I don't know. That could be cool. I could just make sure. Yeah, let me uh, let me look and see what time be, of the year that, that could, is. That yeah, that could be neat. Maybe we do an in person 300th show. That would be hmm. cool. Well, I will take a look. Yeah, I'll look and see. Even if I just because we had discussed like me flying out Friday and then yeah. maybe flying back Monday, so I don't really have to take a ton of time off. And I I'll go look and see what the airline tickets are like right now. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, no, I will no, look JD, into that. That no, would be a, that would be fun to do. JD, we're not doing it on your birthday. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> even though I love you, JD, we're not doing it. On Unless your there's something that happens, you know, if you can encourage another natural disaster. Or well, I'll tell you what. We uh, well, when is Halloween? I would say that it would be on October 31st, but. But you're right. And how many weeks? Sunday. No, that's what I was wondering. Like, what, not, you mean, are you talking about a day of the week? It's a Saturday. Yeah, it is a Saturday. I was thinking like, yeah, it's too far away. That could be cool. Like a it's Halloween. Per- perfect for the little kids, though. Halloween 300th episode. So is Bro- it October 4th, 13th? That's our that's, 300th yes. episode? That's what I believe. October 13th. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll look, at, uh, I'll look at tickets and just verify I don't have anything coming up around that. There we go. So not promising, but possibly. Yes. So, we'll there see go. if we can make it happen. All right. Um, All- what's going on with you? Have you had any, did you have anything exciting going on this week? Did you get hit by a natural disaster? <laughs> no, no natural disasters. Um, I did get to play some hockey. I've been playing hockey oh, nice. every week, which is like, the highlight of my week. That's going very well. Uh, the NHL so, playoffs are back. That's been cool to watch. Yeah. I, yeah, I did see, and it's like there's nobody in the stands. Like they've got these yeah. covers over the stands. The Rangers weird. suck, as always. They got shut out by the Hurricanes because they're a terrible hockey team and their coach is a jackass. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I saw just a little clip of one and it just, it doesn't seem like normal hockey. It seems like almost like a kind of a fast paced practice. See, I would disagree because hockey is one of the few spectator sports where I think hockey, well, it's one of the few spectator sports where I'm not sure how much the crowd has an impact on the game. I think the noise, like the general roar, I think is the thing that makes the difference because you're not really True. hearing, but that the thing is, is when somebody does a certain move and you hear that that just roar kind of build. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when something special happens, like you're not getting that. So I'm seeing things like, oh, that was a good move. Silence. <laughs> it's like, okay. Normally yeah. you get like kind of a reaction to like, where you're like, oh yeah, everybody well, they like that too, you know. And there's just no <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I mean that's what makes me it feels like a, a fast paced practice because there's just there's no realization by everybody. It's just me saying, oh, that was a good move. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, that's it. 
So, huh. uh, yeah, um, but my, uh, I mean, from my surgery, you remember I had my surgery on my shoulder. Of course. And I think finally I'm getting back to close to 100% strength on that now to where it's not affecting me in games anymore. So that's nice. Awesome. Well, that's very good to hear. Yep. All right. Cool. Other than that, well, um, I did, I did finish The Last of Us 2. I don't think I, oh. I think I, maybe I mentioned it in a pre or post show, but I did finish it. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if at some point you want to actually talk about it. I just, my view of it hasn't changed because I wanted to, before I really gave my 100% view, I wanted to finish it. So I could well, say, you hey, you know, maybe in, we can, we can. I'll be done so, with that. I'll say this. Um, if you uh, well, are I'm trying a, to do it as spoiler free as no, possible. No, no, I don't think you should do it spoiler free at all. I think that if you're worried about spoilers, you should fast forward the program uh, five or 10 minutes. Would you like 10, get, 10 minutes? Yeah. 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 Fast forward your program for five or 10 minutes and, uh, and, and we'll get back to, no, I don't I don't want you to keep it spoiled. The game's been out long enough and I'm not going to play it. Okay. So if you're watching now and you're listening in your car, go for 10 minutes and, uh, and we'll be done with the conversation. So let's talk okay. about it, Brian. Um, obviously lots of fan fare with the game right off the mm -hmm. bat. I think a lot of it based off of, as we've seen in the past leaks, not actually people playing it. Um, and that's that's one thing that I that's one of the main reasons I wanted to play through the whole thing is to figure out out of the reactions and the you know thing the comments that people were making how much of that was true because I did find that there were pieces of that that were true or they were partially true. Okay, uh, you know most most things. So for instance, uh, first of all. One thing that people really brought up and they were like, oh, the reason that all these people are saying they don't like it is because uh, the main character is gay. And it's very, it's apparent because there's like a kissing scene and all this stuff happens. That was in that one that, trailer. That was in the first trailer where they yeah. were dancing in the barn and then they kiss, right? Yeah. So like thing. there's people, so people were saying, oh, that's why people are bashing it and they don't like it. But the, what people don't realize is people found out she was gay in the in the uh pretty much the dlc version that you know that little in between that they made oh, really? there was another okay. there was another last of us that they put out that's where that was revealed so that's not true all the okay. the fans of the game already knew this about her uh and so that was kind of an excuse and them justifying why people didn't like it that was not it uh the second thing is the uh, so joel who was one of the main characters uh from the first one Mm -hmm. he gets killed he gets killed pretty early in the game interesting uh, move. and just yeah and and the odd thing is is the way the thing that frustrated me the most throughout the game is was the poor what i i consider poor writing just things didn't naturally flow i mean the the ray way that they set up that to get it quickly without making it a huge ordeal because she goes and she's searching so she's the, okay so there i'm, I'm saying she went if you haven't played this game, you don't know who I'm talking about yet. So there is a the person who kills Joel is you. You probably have heard. You know, people first thought that she was a trans character. No, <laughs> she was a bodybuilding female. So I mean, she's a female that has arms bigger than most most men far than <laughs> yeah. And so people saw her in that leaked footage, and they just assumed that was a transsexual. But no, it was a bodybuilding female. And the what. The, the frustrating thing for me is it just didn't make sense. First of all, if you go through the game, you can find a little clipboard that shows her workout schedule. She does arms once a week. If you are a true, if you lift weights, 
and you're in a post-apocalyptic situation where there's limited food, you don't have protein, you don't, uh, maybe you have steroids. Uh, where is she getting steroids from? A consistent supply that's not spoiled when everything else in the world is spoiled, right? Hmm. Anyways, so she she is just ripped. And they're like, oh, but we based her off a real female. Yeah, you're basing her off of a professional bodybuilding person who every day is in the gym working her arms probably three to four times a week with the perfect, you know, using steroids and having all the perfect things. Um, anyway, so okay, this character on. comes Can in. Can I stop you? Yeah. Why does that bother you? Because it, it just didn't make sense. Like for me, you know, I, I'm, okay. a, I'm, I, but for me, I'm a person who the story matters. Like yeah. the environment matters. I'm looking <clears> for those little hints that tell me a story. And immediately right off the bat, it's like, well, this is weird. Like most people are going to be starving. And, and the thing that really made me frustrated, it's like, cause they, they, you have scenes where you're playing her, you go in, it's like her friend grabs two of the, of their like, uh, breakfast burritos. And she says, you know, you're only supposed to have one. He's like, no, this is for this other person who's coming with us. That showed me that they're not allowed to have more than a very allotted amount of food yeah. on this. How is she maintaining that body mass? Cause I understand how much food I, my nephews, I feed them <laughs> I, and they lift, they lift, uh, you know, every, uh, every day or two. Damn. Uh, I understand how much food you have to consume to maintain mass. And I used, I've, you know, I've done it myself. She can't, especially on the meals that they're providing them. You cannot ma maintain that mass. It just didn't, that, for me, that just broke. It's like, you're going out of your way to make everything realistic in the world. But because you want that character for some weird reason, you just want that character in there. You ignore all the rest to make that fit. And so that was just one of the things. Why did she, um, <clears throat> if I can ask, why did she kill Joel? Which, by the way, I am not opposed to TV to shows, movies, or video games killing main characters. Some of the best TV shows and movies, a.k.a. The Sopranos, kills off a shit ton of main characters. Okay, can, um, I give, can, I, can I tell you, can I give a spoiler on another game that does the, what this? Game? Can I? I no, not Red Dead Redemption Two. No, 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 not Red Dead Redemption Two. No, okay, I won't talk about it. No, you're not. No, I refuse to believe anything you say. Okay, do you remember that? How I've been saying <laughs> I want you to finish that game so I can talk no! to you about it. Stop! You're already you're... spoiling it. Stop! <laughs> it's been two years. Can you please? I hear no. <laughs> I no. just want to be able to talk to you about the game, and you won't play it. It's been years, Nick. I've been telling you, can you at least make it halfway through that game so I could talk to you about the game, please? <sighs> Anyways, so. Wait, hold on a um, second. Here. Hold on a second. Are you trying to tell me that this game that came out on October 26, 2018, I should have played this already? Is that what you're trying to tell yes. me? I'm I trying haven't. to tell you. <laughs> Because there's, I've, I've been telling you since this whole time, please, I just, there, I want to talk to you about this game, but I can't because I don't want to ruin it for you. Will you please just play halfway through the game? Halfway through. I'll, That's all I'll I give need. you 30%. Take it or leave it. <laughs> all right. So anyways. By Christmas. I'll get I, to it by Christmas. Okay. Obviously, I'm not, because you didn't hear me saying I hate that game, right? No. So obviously, I'm not against taking out main characters. Okay. Um. And so that, Hold on, that is Jonesy. something for, it's been out long enough to spoil it for you. Not for me. That's the difference. That's the, <laughs> okay. that, that's yeah. the big difference. This is my, 
<laughs> not your show. So I get to I, my yes. rules. You're in my house here. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll, I'll just, I'll leave it at that as far as Red Dead Redemption stuff. But I'll say, I just want to say, I'm not against that. It can happen. Um, but will I, what I will say is that with this one, the, the, the character that's the bodybuilding female mm-hmm. in, in the, the original uh, Last of Us, remember, Joel kills a scientist that's trying to get the, uh, the, the, uh, the thing that's going to cure everybody from Ellie. But it, the thing is going to kill her. So okay. Joel's like, no, you're not going to kill her. The guy says you can't take her. So he kills him and leaves with her. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so, so that's what happens in the first one. This is the daughter that you never heard about anywhere in that game. Okay. Of that man. So, so good. They go through and, um, and so, okay. So they're going through and this is that girl. So she goes and, and you see her, you're playing her. You go up to the camp pretty much where Joel and everybody are. It's a big town. Okay. Uh, and all of a sudden there's some sort of a, I don't remember if it's a storm or something crazy happens. Hurricane. Uh, and, and he comes running. They happen to run into each other by chance. The one person she happens to be looking for in the world happens to be wandering in the exact same place. They end up fighting off or people or whatever together. I'm trying to remember exactly how that scene unfolds. Uh, and then they're together and like, he's helping her and protecting her and keeping her safe in this time. Uh, but then all of a sudden, like all of her friends meet up and then she just b- kills him with a, with a golf club. So she bashes yeah. his head in. Ellie happens to be there for some reason. You know, oh, she Jesus. comes in near now, that time. So they've got her pinned down. Is Joel Ellie's father or are they just friends that met up in the first game? They're, fr- they're friends. So, um, he, he came across her and just pretty much protected her. That's what I think I remember. Cause I played, a, mm-hmm. I think I played about, yeah, he is, he is the not, first game. he is not. Yeah, he is not her father. Gotcha. Okay. So she she is mad, uh, of course. Uh, he doesn't. She doesn't kill her because she's like the, my beef was between the two of them. Goes off on her way. So then you keep switching back and forth between Ellie and this new girl. Um, now let Abby, me I think if I remember correctly. Let me stop real quick. We were at the ten minute mark. So for folks listening on audio, go ahead and skip forward another five or ten minutes or so, and we'll be done with the conversation. So go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Uh, so, so they go th- back and forth with this. They're constantly chasing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple times, they run into each other and then change their mind and don't kill each other and walk mm-hmm. away. But then they go chasing them again and they beat the snot out of each other, decide, oh, I'm not going to kill them and walk away. They did it a, a number of times up until the last scene of the game. You have the opportunity to kill her. You change your mind and you walk away again. What? And that's the end of the, that's the end of the game. You don't get a choice. You don't actually to... get the killer. No, oh, yeah, all retarded. of these are cut scenes. You have no choice in oh. any of the of the plots in that's this awful. whole game, and and like people are upset. Oh, you have to kill dogs. You have to do all this stuff. They put you on such a track with this. You really don't feel like. And then the thing is, they try to guilt you with it afterwards. They try to guilt you with the fact that you killed their her dog. Okay. They try to guilt you with the fact that you killed this person. Um, I mean, they have you kill dogs they have you kill pregnant women they have you kill all these people in this game um and then they're like oh you should feel bad i don't feel bad i didn't make any of these choices the stupid neil Druckmann who made all these choices i didn't make a single one of these choices and so you felt so disconnected you didn't feel in the story whatsoever you know the mm. uh, red dead redemption 2 various games like when you're going through like you feel part of it you feel like you're you're in there uh but the thing is 
with this game the whole time, I never felt like I had any input on a single one of the decisions because the second you got to anything that could be kind of a touching or a uh, you know edgy thing, they take away your control and all you're doing is smashing buttons. Did um <clears throat> did it feel like it was uh what are those games called where it's just kind of you're like watching it and you don't actually play yeah. it? Uh, so like a, a visual novel? Saul's did it feel like up. a visual novel where you like don't actually get to do anything? Uh, yeah, other than you're other than when you were looting, you're going between places, you're kind of looting and going through buildings and you know opening up drawers or you know searching for stuff. Yeah, those are the only times that you really have control in this game. <laughs> other than that, it's it's pretty much cutscenes, and the only thing you do is you smash square. You, anytime something comes up, someone starts to, you know, something where you could either die, which makes you restart the, the section again, yeah. or you sit there and smash square as fast as you can. That was the only kind of challenge. Uh, they did have a thing where you can grab, you know, how they always do in Naughty Dog stuff. You grab like a uh, trash bin and you move it so you can climb yeah. up onto something. You mm -hmm. could do that. One Bingo, thing they did add in this is you were able to throw like electrical cords over things and then plug it in to power something. That was a very unique thing that technically that was a very difficult thing to do for programmers uh so a lot of people realized that were like hey that that took a lot of work that was very very cool um hey thank you uh falcon rain for 22 months in a row so falcon thank you very much uh saul did point out you get your fingers chewed off so one thing that they do build up is joel teaches you to play the um the the guitar and so okay. that's like something that you really enjoy mm -hmm. right at the very end she bites off your fingers that you use to play your guitar she so bites you can't off your do that anymore. Fingers? Yeah, she bites off your fingers. The, that the, seems unrealistic. The, the, the big buff girl. Um, I mean, I'm no uh, uh, mouth expert, but... I, I don't know. Maybe can, you can. Uh, can you bite somebody? Like, can you really... Like, I, can, I think if you did it... I don't know. You'd have to do it with a joint, maybe, if you got it just right. But still, you'd you, be pretty hard-pressed to be able to do that. I mean, it's like... That, well, that would be like you're trying to bite down on a chicken wing. Like, yeah, it'd be very difficult. Jones says it takes the exact same force to bite through a carrot. I call bullshit on that. Cause I mean, I've bitten a chicken wing and hurt. But my the thing teeth. is, I think it, you'd have to do it right on the joint. I don't think you'd bite through the bone. I think you'd have to bite at the ugh, joint so that you're actually ugh. severing the tendons or, ugh. you know, then the, so anyways, okay. um, so that's one thing. Now, the odd thing is that, that now there was a trans character in this, um, and, but it's, it, it's, uh, gonna figure out how he says it's a kid who is part of this other because in this what why i found kind of annoying and i think was really bad timing that this game is based on antifa versus christians which is kind of not good timing because we're already living this right now uh you know not so much maybe christians but conservative versus antifa that's what this whole thing the whole war and the reason that everything is destroyed was because of this Antifa versus Christian war that okay. they went through that happened in <laughs> Seattle. I mean, they've been making this game a while. Uh, just kind of an odd thing that happens to... Ironic, you would say. Very, It's very ironic that they're talking about how... But they're viewing the Antifa as the good people. Um, of course. <laughs> so, so they're viewing that, and the Christians are the bad people. And so, for instance, this, this child that um, was born a female doesn't like being a girl so she shaves her head and leaves this group uh, so that she can you know with with her sister you you abby comes across or sorry abby comes across them 
And so part of this is you working with them because this is some other, this is that other like Christian faction. And so they, that person goes back, kills their mom for some reason. And then you go with her from there on. Um, at this point, one thing that I found very odd is all the relationships in this, so all the gay relationships. So you have, you have um, you, all of them. So both girls are pregnant from these relationships. So the one that Abby is cheating on somebody, she, Abby is cheating on, uh, is, is with this guy who's cheating on his girl who's pregnant, right? And then you, uh, the, the main character from the original, is she, who the girl she's kissing is pregnant with a guy's, another guy's baby as well. So it's just, a, it's a weird like parallel that they did. I don't know why it didn't really make too much with the story. They didn't really need it. I don't know. It, that's, that's what the, I mean, this doesn't make sense. I mean, is any of that no. sound enticing? It just, no. it was such, I just, and I thought that it was going to open up. It seemed very short. I thought it was going to open up into, you're supposed to go to San Diego. I thought it was going to open up into more of an open world thing where maybe it was a little bit different of a gameplay style. No, it just the second that you let Abby go, you know, the credits roll. And I was like, oh, I thought there was more. Like, I thought it was going to go to six. I, I thought I saw pictures showing people like more of like an open world look where it's like you mm. see all this open space. Uh, you don't get that. And your girlfriend leaves you in the very end because you run off to go and try to kill the other girl who, you know, the one who bites off your fingers. You come back and your, your girl with the baby that she just had leaves. And so you're in the, that's where they roll, they roll credits. So <laughs> it was very unfulfilling. Like nothing so, got sol solved. Nothing happened. Nothing got accomplished other than people dying. So then let me ask you this as we're rounding up our conversation here. Yeah. Now that you've played the game in its entirety, is this a buy or not buy? I would not buy it. I, I, I don't think the, the few parts of the technical achievements that they did is worth all the just the lousy story. It was just, I felt no, I felt like I was forcing myself to play it because I got no enjoyment. There wasn't a, any bit of, man, I want to go finish that because I want to know what happens. It was just not interesting. Uh, it was very poorly written. Uh, the characters are, are incredibly shallow. The, the only parts that were really redeemable were the, the flashback scenes. That was the only part that really felt like the old game. Uh, but the rest of it was just, like, why am I doing this? Why am I going here? Why am, what's the difference? Like, why am I wasting my time? If this isn't accomplishing anything, why, if, why am I going to try to kill her again when I left her the last time? If I was willing to let her live then, why am I just changing my mind and going and chasing her when I had an opportunity, but I didn't do it in the first place. And then you're getting me there again. And then you're not going to let me kill her. She just, she killed the person that was supposedly one of the most important people in my life. And yet I keep feeling sorry for her. And they try to make it to where you feel compassion for this other girl too you know, playing through her, sh her shoes, it just, it, they dropped the ball heavily. Uh, and a lot of it in doing research, Neil Druckmann did not write the original one. And the writer, the original writer was not a part of this new one. Uh, and I, I found quotes of people that worked back on the project back then that made statements that Neil Druckmann was one of the biggest hacks that they've ever seen, <laughs> that he took credit for everyone else's work and he did not do anything with the major decisions on the first one. He had he was not the reason that the first one was successful. This one, he had his hands in the whole time. And I would say, now you know what a Neil Druckmann game is more like. The first one was not Neil Druckmann. He took credit for it, 
but it was not him. The second one was Neil Druckmann, and it was just the biggest, stupidest, one of the worst games that I've played, not technically, but story-wise, one of the worst games of a AAA game that I've played uh, in my lifetime. Well, so. right on the money. 19, 19 minutes, 30 seconds, Brian. So we'll wrap that up with a, I guess, yeah. do not buy uh, for, uh, for, the, for The Last of Us uh, The Last of Us Part 2. So uh, welcome back to all of our listeners that had us muted here for the last 20 minutes or so. Um, hopefully when you do finish the game, remember that we talked about it and go back to like the, U- the YouTube video and check out the... Uh, Check out the timestamp and uh, listen up your thoughts. Well, Brian, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I'm glad you, mm-hmm. uh, I know it was a, we texted a couple times about it and you're like, I just don't, I don't want to play it anymore. And I was like, come on, come on, champ. Yeah, I was like, you, can, uh, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I wanted to beat it so I could, Not, and, so I wouldn't be one of those people saying, oh, I don't like it because of what I heard. You know, does, I wanted it, to, beat, to beat it. Isn't that soul crushing? When yeah, you, because uh, I mean, when, you know, I mean, I bought that PlayStation yeah. for this game, you know, and Red Dead. That, those were the only, and Red Dead's been out, uh, you know, and so the only game that I was waiting for was The Last of Us 2 because I expected it to be so amazing uh, because I enjoyed the first one so much. And then to have it be like this, it was the biggest letdown that I've, yeah. I've faced, you know. That's and, un- then, kind of, and now I'm like, I'm trying to say, well, should I just get an Xbox? Like my oh, exclusives aren't, aren't there, you yeah. know, for the next one. I keep hearing Xbox is better. We'll see. Awesome. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Brian. I uh, I, I appreciate that, and uh, hopefully uh, you, the listeners, appreciated that as well. A little bit of a same shameless, rather self promotion. Well, it's not really self promotion, but the humble bundle is uh, running a promo right now. And if you go to infectionpodcast.com slash support, this is running for the next oh I don't know two weeks or so, twelve days, eighteen hours. Um, you can uh, get the Bohemia Interactive bundle um and if you pay uh 15 and a half dollars or more you get uh, brian this has got me tempted you get y lands the actual version of y lands arma 3 which i don't think i have uh if you pay 20 dollars or more you get arma 3 apex which is dlc the jets dlc tac ops and marksman and then if you pay 30 dollars or more you get daisy i don't know why this is their top tier daisy sucks um, and well, they hate charging less than $30 for that game. <laughs> and then Arma 3 Contact, which appears to be some sort of alien thing. Um, not yeah, that's sure That's the one where, where you're going up and like there's an alien encounter in the game. In that is that DLC. like uh, in- Independence Day? Is it like that? Really? I don't know. It, I just saw I'm the, home! the clip when they released Fly it. your jet up into it? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I tell you what, you know. having Daisy as the $30 or more title is the biggest slap in the face in the world. Yeah, Arma Three and well, all if of its I, if DLC I own is it, cheaper. But I, I own most of the. I own pretty much everything Arma except for that Contact, um, which I don't remember. I think I had to. Uh, yeah, I think that was when you had to buy. It just yeah. isn't covered on what I have. So, so I don't. know. It's not worth it for me. But if you don't have those, it would be. Worth it, it. It, it, I would agree. Infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. All right. Um, I want to mention real quickly here, Brian. You put this in here. Uh, our friend, well, I shouldn't say our friend, uh, but Ninja is back on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And, and he uh, had between 60 and I think 90,000 concurrent. Which came back. Is that more than he was getting on uh, Mixer? That's more than he was getting on Mixer, yes. He was getting, having like 30 or 40,000 streams well, on Mixer. Well, you know, and, and I think we've been pretty critical. I don't think. We have been very critical of Twitch in the past on this program. What the whole mixer thing, Brian, really showed me 
it, it didn't show it to me, but it, it made me really appreciate it more than I did before that you can't really buy an audience. Yeah. Microsoft and the waters were kind of untested. I don't think most people thought it would work, but there's always the chance they tried to buy an audience for 30 or 40 or 50 million dollars. And it mm-hmm. turned out that that is just not feasible. Now, as yeah. much as I dislike Twitch and their ridiculous uh, policies and, and, you know, the do as I say, not as I do things that, that and, and their unfairness in which way they treat certain people based on gender, race, what games they're playing. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, that is where the online video game audience clearly is. And yeah. while people did go over to Mixer to see uh, Ninja, is nowhere near that. And yep. I just, I, I think now that that, that, um, yeah, that, that, that coffin's been buried. Like we, yeah. we now know that doesn't matter how much money you throw at a personality, you are not going to win over a platform just based off of an individual person. Now, if you buy a personality and have a really bomb platform, maybe, but yeah. having essentially I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the Epic Game Store, and I feel the same way. Yes, they've got some good deals on there. Yes, there's some cheaper games, but you've kind of got a, well, you don't kind of, you've got a shittier version of Steam. Yeah. Now, sometimes things are a couple, little bit cheaper, but I don't, you can see why there's not mass exodus. It's not, it's not yeah. really that much better. You Again, you can buy the games, you can buy the exclusive content, but at the end of the day, people are going to go where they want to go. And obviously... Yeah. People that watched Ninja back when he was on Twitch, a majority of them did not switch over to Mixer. And now the fact that he's been on Twitch literally a day, he's he's pulling more viewers than he was on, uh, you know, median viewers than he was on Mixer. Yep. And making yep. more money than, than, I mean, this guy, you talk about playing your cards right, Brian. I mean, this guy yep. is like, he might as well be card counting. I mean, yep. he made 30 or 40, 50 million dollars scot-free from Mixer. And is back streaming on Twitch, making God knows with no what kind lim- of money. with no yeah, yeah limits. So one thing uh, Judd points out, you know, he doesn't have a sub button. Most likely, he might have his affiliate button or something. But uh, that you probably he'll probably have will have to stream for a certain period of time, which he's going to hit all of the marks very quickly, like in a week. You know, if he streams on a regular basis throughout the week, because there are things you have to have a certain number of view count and dot yeah. dot dot for him he hits if he decides to stream he hits those every single time by multiples so uh it, you know he'll get his sub button probably once he's streamed for a week straight you know through yeah. a week he, he can take a couple of dollars but i think you have to like have to like five days in a week that you have over 80 or something people to get your sub button yeah i, I mean personally so. for me i think it makes more sense for him to stay on twitch he he fits the twitch mold i think more than anything else now the question is if will yep. youtube offer more money they might but i would have a i haven't feel- seen them really pushing for that though it seems yeah. like youtube is more of the place you can go to discuss more risky topics that will get you banned on twitch not so much uh that they're trying to get people to go there it's where people go when they don't they feel it's either they can't be here anymore or they feel like it's too limiting on their topics yeah so interesting news, not a whole lot to say on that, but uh, interesting to say the least. So we, we have some China news, and oh, okay. this is something that 
I've been looking at not in this particular items context, but the the same things that could happen in our world, the video game world, uh, pertaining to this topic. So Trump is ordering ByteDance to sell TikTok's U.S. operations. Uh, and people who don't know the backstory on this is uh, TikTok's pretty much one thing that people don't realize is anything, any companies out of China are pretty much either managed or run or under the very close supervision of the Chinese government. So the communist CCP. party. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, TikTok is pretty much owned by the, the Chinese government, and it was collecting a lot of information and recording people's keystrokes and all kinds of things in the background um, of people that were using the app. Plus, there's a lot of types of manipulation that, I mean, I, for people who aren't awake, uh, there's been a lot of, of things happening from China trying to manipulate and to make certain things happen in the United States in the past year. Uh, this is one of those things that this is really influencing children. They have the ability to decide what is put in front of children because a lot of children, junior hires and high schoolers are using this app to record things. And so they're, they're, they're getting it to where they are saying, you have to sell this. Microsoft is really interested in purchasing this because there are a lot of users. Um, my thing that I'm more interested in is what about the video game space? Right, so this is happening with TikTok, but how many people we we realize this because we harp on it all the time? Epic Games, aka Fortnite, uh, Unreal Engine, all of these companies are either 100% owned or majority owned by the Chinese government. Yet they are based out of the United States. What will happen if something like this happens? Let's say they say, you know what, you have to sell your interest in Epic. You cannot own Epic because it influences too many things in the United States and they what would epic do they someone would have to come in and buy I mean I I could see this happening in the video game industry because it's such an another way to influence people in the United States so Brian yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a whammy and I don't think yeah. you're gonna be expecting this I think mm -hmm. that Trump ordering uh bit dance to sell TikTok is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Now let me let okay, me let, let me get through this here. Mm -hmm. I obviously, from a political standpoint, believe that China is probably our biggest adversary, specifically mm -hmm. on the cyber front. And obviously, they're also yes. like an incredible. They have an incredible. They say they have an incredible military. There's no way to prove that. Uh, on a cyber standpoint, absolutely. There's stories after stories of them hacking into electric grids. And, and ha that they've admitted that they've got full access to like our entire grid and they could shut everything down. I am not by but any Falcons stretch. Bring up the point that his electric company is owned by a company in Canada that's owned by the CCP. So let me be clear. I am not in any way, shape or form a Chinese apologist. Mm -hmm. But I think, Brian, and you specifically, I think you're an, a complete hypocrite if you think if you're concerned with China stealing your mm -hmm. information using a backdoor, but you're not concerned that Amazon is doing it, that Google is doing it, that Facebook is doing it, and Twitter is doing it. And I think that's yeah. the thing that people are overlooking here is, while yes, I don't want my data to go to China, I sure as fuck don't want my information going to U.S. companies that can have probably more of a direct impact on my life than China can. Now, can China yeah. 
blow up the United States? Sure. Can they shut down our power grids? Probably. But I'm interfacing with Amazon, Google, YouTube, Facebook, uh, these big tech conglomerates way more than see, I, I think have that's about to be in... dealt with. Dealt with. I yeah, mean, if well, you look I at the reason, yeah, I don't know. But look, but look at the recent things when they started banning. Look at how they have really censored alternate views. We'll just call them alternate views on COVID treatment, right? Um, I think that with that, they are going now that they were waiting for a door to open, a way to actually get them. And I think they have. They've found that there is bias with the way that they're managing these major social media companies. And I think that they're going to get them on that. But I think they're also going to go after China because of their influence. I think they're trying to go with, I think they're going to eventually go after anyone, depending on the results of this coming election. I think they're going to start going after people that are major companies and organizations that are actually trying to influence elections. And you and cannot tell point. me that you don't think that Facebook is not trying to influence elections. You cannot tell me that you don't think Google is trying to influence the election. Uh, and the Chinese government is trying to influence the election. Now, that's um, my point. You know, it's, actually, so that's what they're. I, I agree with you. I think it's bigger than China. But I think that this one has a big, bigger influence on us as far as video games, because I think if they keep down this road and start doing this, they are going to get to our video game world, which is going to be really weird how that's dealt with. Yeah. And, and let me be clear, because I think I, I want to be clear, because Jonesy is saying something in chat here. I am not opposed to the U.S. forcing an app out of the country based on security concerns. I am not opposed to that, and I'm not opposed to them yeah. kicking China out of it. But what I am, and I'm not, I shouldn't say I'm opposed to it, but I just think, I think it's foolish to think, oh, no, China has this app. Oh, no, yet I literally have got all of the, I've got the, uh, I've got the, the, the Cash yeah. app, I've got Venmo, I've got Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I've got all of these apps on my phone. God only knows yep. what kind of data they're collecting on me. And I just think mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't know. I just think it's, I've always been, this has always been my approach on it, Brian. If you say you care about privacy, which you might say you do, but you don't, you care. I, I mean, I gave, I get, I gave up on it. You like, have I just, a, I, just, I, I don't put things that I consider like I want it to be very private. I just don't put them on my, I don't put them on device. You have a Wi-Fi connected door lock. You have cameras mm -hmm. in your house, you have doorbells, and you probably have Amazon devices. So if you say you mm -hmm. care about privacy, you're an idiot because you obviously don't. And I feel I'm the same way, Brian. Yeah. I like the ability to say, A word, shut the lights off, Sh change the temperature to 73 degrees. I like that. So I am giving it up. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you about privacy because that's retarded. I carry around two phones with me. A personal yeah. phone and a work phone. I've got a smart connected doorbell. I have a $35 Chinese camera in my house connected to the internet. God only knows what they're doing with that. Yeah. So if I, I mean, care it, about privacy, it, I need to cut the head off and, 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 and get rid of all of it. We're streaming a freaking video yeah. show right now. Yeah, I know. To, to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is something like, that I on. looked at. This is something I looked at a while ago, pretty much with the first, you know, certain devices coming into my home. And I made the decision. I said, no matter what, I can pretend I could fool myself and say, oh, I'm not going to let any of this happen. And you have certain things that I wouldn't have in my house. But the fact that I have a phone. Yep. Yep. That's it. I mean, there's yeah. that they're, they're already there. Um, and so I'm not. That's why I just instead, I just don't put things that I I don't put things on my computer. I don't put things on my phone. I don't do things that I would be like, oh, 
if this got out, like I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. So I just hold myself to a higher, higher standard because I just assume that everything could get out. Well, and I don't even think it's as much of, for me, it's not as much of uh, like things I wouldn't want getting out. It's just more of just generally a privacy thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I'm pretty act. I'm pretty politically active, Brian. You know, who knows what mm-hmm. my future may or may not. Hold. I don't want. I don't want. You know, data location data of where I was at a certain. You know, I'm not committing a murder or anything, but I don't want my location data possibly being used in the future to to to, to nail me on something. I mean that. But but again, I can't sit here and say I care about privacy when I'm carrying around two phones. I say good night to my. A word every night and it shuts off my lights, locks my front door and changes my thermostat temperature. And I'm going to sit here yeah. and preach to you about how you should be worried about your privacy. I mean, come yeah. on. That's ridiculous. So I'm not well, opposed to Trump doing this and I'm not, oppo- mm-hmm. and not even Trump. I wouldn't be opposed to Obama doing it or Joe Biden doing it because I do think China is a, I think they're our biggest adversary. But yeah. then we also need to shine the spotlight on the U.S. companies that are raping us in terms of our data. And there was a big uh, Senate intelligence hearing this past week. You know, of course, you're asking a bunch of old white people that know nothing about technology to, to, to sit over these. And they're asking Mark Zuckerberg questions about Twitter <laughs> and Jack Dorsey questions about Facebook. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a serious problem. This might be the good first start, but... Let's not just ban TikTok and go, oh, our privacy concerns are resolved because yeah. they're not. So that's, I think they may be testing the grounds on an app that is only used by children that parents are like, well, you know, I don't mind if my kid stops using that. Or, you know, if they sell to Microsoft, it's an app that is profitable. You know, this is pretty risky, but I would say that most people, if you, I would encourage you to go and do research yourself. You know, this is one thing I don't, I don't always, I don't, I try not to just tell people what to think. I'll tell you what I think and I'll tell you to do your own research because just because I say it doesn't mean it's true. Um, but I've gone and done my research. I encourage you to go and figure this out. If you're saying, oh, that's not true. Well, then go look it up, go find data and look up these things for yourself because China has been working for many, many years integrating. And we see it here. If you're going to tell me that China has not integrated themselves into the video game industry, you're the stupid, you got to be one of the stupidest people I've ever <laughs> met in my life. You're not listening, you know, and, and these are all things that we have not made up. Um, China owns these things. And so this is happening on many, many fronts, the food industry, the entertainment industry. Uh, the, if you look at the way movies are made for, for companies to be able to release a film in China, they have to record 20%, 20% of the movie in China. So you ever wonder why all these modern movies have scenes for some reason that side take a side route into some China port or something. It's because they're required if they want to release that movie in China to record 20% of the movie in China. So they've integrated themselves into the film industry, the video game industry, the yeah. food, you know, they, they own m- most of our primary uh, meat packing plants in the United States. China. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. and if, if you don't, you don't have to like Trump, but you know what? He called it. He saw this coming He because he did a lot of importing and exporting and everything else. I think he knew he's like China because he's probably had to deal with them. If he wanted to sell anything and do, do any dealings in China, he, he saw all the things that they were doing. Um, and I think most people just didn't care because it doesn't affect them. Right. But we're seeing it starting to affect the video game industry. You know, it's, it's encroaching into our areas. So 
Yep. It's a, it is a big deal. Yeah, it is. So, uh, you know, this is a conversation that as we talk now that we're, you know, open to t- discussing politics a little bit more on this program, I think this is a very important conversation to have and our industry will be greatly affected by it. So a little bit of a little bit of Gina news this week. I'm sure we'll have a hurricane here next week, uh, taking us off the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, another thing in China that they're starting to oh, okay. do is they're, they're requiring verification of, of their citizens to be able to play games. So they have a real name verification system so that your real name is shown in games when you're playing. Oh, uh, and they're implementing things like facial scanning. So when you load the game, it'll scan your face to verify it's you so that you can play games. Uh, my parents, they took a trip to China here a couple of years ago, and they just said, everywhere you go, they scan your face. They're constantly scanning your face and tracking where you go throughout the country and for all their citizens. So this is just how they do things. They want to know exactly what you're doing and where you're going. Um, very counter to what we view as Americans should view as acceptable. Um, yeah, but then we kind of give it up. So it's six and a half, one yeah. half dozen the other. It's either the government doing it or, uh, you know, Facebook or Google. Which but I mean, yeah, well, we, we so. don't require them to scan their face. We just, yeah. you know, put it in the. Yeah. Put on the phone. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, I care about my privacy here. Let me put my thumbprint on my Apple device so they can send it to God knows who. Yeah. I, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a privacy expert over here. I'm gonna I'm here. welcome to my TED talk on privacy. <laughs> Let me stare at my phone to unlock it. Uh, so yeah, uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's a little bit of a little bit of China news for you here on the program, Brian. We have a date, my friend, August third. Mm-hmm. The countdown begins for Dead Matter. Uh, they yes. say it'll take probably a day or two. So that's going to be coming up here in the next day or two, hopefully, uh, is when that they announced that this was going to be starting and they were going to be notifying backers via email with their closed alpha Steam keys. So August yep. 3rd was when they, the countdown began where they were going to be uh, correlating the lists with their own records, so people that bought on their website, and then the Indiegogo mm-hmm. records so that they could get an accurate list of who bought the game and not. So... In the next day or two, hopefully by the end of the week, you'll have um, your your keys for for dead yeah. matter. I don't and they did say they whatever that was, that roadblock was removed. So yep. whatever the legal thing that was the issue, somehow they, they I mean they, they didn't go into a ton of detail on it, which no, they maybe not. at some point they will, or maybe because of legal reasons they're not. But that has been dealt with, so there shouldn't be anything held, holding them up at this point. And then we've also got the uh, update that they did on July 31st in which they talked about um, their their setup and their, their system and whatnot. Um, and there's a couple of things that they're working on here uh, development-wise, um, the dedicated server system, getting vehicle keys implemented. So they work with motors as intended, improving character the, the character creation experience and setting up a readme for server owners to assist with some different configuration things. Um, we've got some different sound things. This looks cool, Brian. Um, actually, a home security system that appears that you'll actually be able to arm. Um, yes. Which is pretty cool. So Because you want, you want it to alert you when, if like a zombie starts to break in, for instance. Yeah, so it's it you, you'll be able to have an alarm and you'll actually be able to punch in a code to it or, you know, to arm or, or disarm it, which is pretty cool. Um, they've got some different traps. This is what they're calling the lawnmower trap. It is a, uh, a lawnmower motor 
on top of a couple pieces of wood that would it's like a human blender by the looks of it uh, that'll be a trap that they have in game um here's a couple of things they uh, they have here brian this is a, a very um uh crap what was that amc show uh the zombie show walking um, dead this is very much a walking dead style uh thing here the aluminum baseball bat the one with the uh the nails pegged into it and then just the regular uh louisville slugger um couple of uh, different things with animations here this one shows the hands in first person they did a complete overhaul on that which by the way makes a big difference you don't realize how awful hand animations look until you see mm-hmm. crappy ones and you're like oh <laughs> that looks awful um so they're, yep. they've they worked on that they still don't look fantastic but they they look a little bit better um this is a animation for melee weapons it's showing the the hitting back and forth of a crowbar and the different staggered hits in the way that you'll go about hitting that. And uh, that's pretty much it. So, Brian, the countdown began on Monday, and uh, they're hoping to have backers keys two, here in the next, next two weeks. Well, hours. and it says, yeah, releases in two weeks, correct? It says 14 yeah, days. Well, so, that says. I'm looking that. at their web. I'm looking at that website, and it says 14 days. Hmm. So. Oh, I see. see. Okay. All right. I th- okay. So, I think you're right. So. That would put us at the 17th, and it says, at the end of the countdown, it will take a day or two to rectify the differences between our logs. Okay, so if that's the case, then we're looking at the 18th or 19th for keys. That, that's not mm-hmm. the most clear thing in the world. So the two-week countdown began on Monday, and then two days after that, so between 15 and 16 days, hopefully, you'll have cool. your keys. Cool. Yep. It is uh, th- th- the last hope for, for a lot of people is... Uh, is dead matter and uh we're just a couple weeks away from uh, people getting their hands on it so we'll uh we'll bring you updates there and hopefully brian can we get those guys on the show um that would be yeah um, sure i mean i out. we i interviewed him originally but yeah. it was an off-air interview that i recorded yep so i will uh yeah, i can reach out to him again and and see about getting him on the show again yeah okay so that'll work all right um so is there, yeah, with that, we'll see. I'll, and I'll have a copy. I did kickstart it, so I should have a copy and be able to give people a heads up on the process once we're going. Let's, um, let's talk about Seven Days to Die real quick while we're, uh, while we're chatting about survival things. Uh, they've got a, uh, an update out here. This is uh, B, uh, Alpha 19 B177, and uh, this is what they've added in this one. They did an update to the office chair, uh, the writable storage box, insecure to match textures when writable storage box is downgraded um new gunfire effects for weapons uh that that had been sharing with others so that so gun effects that all had the same they've uh, updated that and they've added some new custom ones with that missing tooltips for buff arm splinted tooltip has been added added new icons for inventory management buttons created a digging animation for crawlers so the crawler zombies now when they dig will actually have an animation that's kind of neat um, rusted metal roof material had been added. GFX uh, text limit console command doesn't say what that does. Uh, moved item items buttons for containers and inventories, um, and then added remnant house thirteen. Those are the new things they added. They changed uh, and fixed a bunch of things, a whole bunch of optimizations for different textures. Um, Lighting light from gunfire now has a smooth fade in and out rather than an abrupt click on or off. So instead of being zero or hundred, it's it's now a a glow that fades in and out. 
Um, they removed the suitcase from random loot helpers. Sleepers always ragdoll on death, so they'll fly away. A um, couple of other things, including uh, increased duration of the charismatic nature buff. Uh, console command for weather fog color to for red, green, blue. Um, a whole bunch of stuff in there that they that they're working on as they are uh, piling through Alpha 19 and trying to get that uh, again. Well, this is experimental, not even Alpha. It's experimental. Yeah, trying alpha to get it to stable. So once they get that to to, to stable, that will be uh, that will be neat. So that's very uh, good. Hey, I do we seven days do spell. we want to start a game giveaway here really quick? Yeah, absolutely. What do you got for us? All right. So exclamation point giveaway in chat, and this is going to be a sixty point raffle. Therefore. If you've been in chat for the for an hour, uh, you should be able to enter this. And I'm going to be giving away a copy of Battle Chasers Night War. Uh, this is a title on Steam that's currently $29.99. Uh, this is a it is a RPG turn-based combat single-player JRPG. Uh, it is very positive ratings. The publisher is THQ Nordic, so a pretty decent-sized company. And so if you're interested in that exclamation point giveaway, and we'll give away that before the end of the show. All right. Very cool. Where do you want to go? All right. Um, so one thing I want to mention, Microsoft, they did an announcement here about their X, their X cloud games. Oh, so now this is their, okay. their cloud streaming or cloud Xbox gaming Game service. Is so much. No, sorry. Autoplay <laughs> no, videos. Right. Come on. Yeah. They autoplay those videos. <laughs> um, so one thing that they are doing with this, and I found this interesting, is this is going to be part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, which I do have. Oh, very and cool. And so I'll have access to this. It's got a list of 30 games, uh, more than 30 games that are going to be on this. Uh, so it has ARC and you know, a lot of the ones that they have in their Game Pass. Costume but, Quest. What a great game, Costume Quest. You ever played Costume Quest? Yes. Those yeah, games actually, are awesome. I... I yeah, I got that. I got that really early on. I don't know, if, probably through a humble bundle or something. Yeah, bunch of Halo games. But, so they have, yeah, X Cloud streaming games, and then they have X Cloud supported markets. So they're showing the countries Austria, from Austria to the United States where this service will be available. I do not see Australia on here though, so doesn't look like Australia will be able to do it. But um, most so countries will. Is this? Is this similar to Stadia, Brian? What kind of streaming is what? How what 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 kind of streaming is this? So yeah, so this is going to be where you can stream onto your like an Android device. Uh, okay. So you, they're, they're not going to have iOS support at launch. So initially on September fifteenth, you'll be able to stream these games to an Android device. Uh, and I don't know about any kind of limits or things that they're going to have on this, but there's this is pretty much a beta, and it's going to be in the twenty two countries they listed. Uh, to kind of figure out their scale scalability on this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be like Stadia in that way to where you can hook up a controller to your mobile device and then play these games on that without, you know, all, and all it's doing is using the bandwidth and, the, uh, and that type of streaming capability and not using the CPU and, and really overheating your phone trying to play an advanced game, which it wouldn't be able to play these games, you know, on the actual hardware. So... Be now, interested to see how well it works, and if and the fact that they're including it in the Game Pass is more of kind of a perk, a reason to buy the the ultimate versus the gold. Uh, and it seems like this might be a way to actually accomplish it much better than what uh, what Google's Stadia is trying to do, where you're purchasing the games. Um. So Game Pass Ultimate is fifteen bucks. A it's month. like a hundred some. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like hundred something bucks a year. So what I find funny, Brian, it well, I don't find it funny, but it 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 just shows that the reason Google had such a problem with this is because they didn't own anything. Google's not a publisher. Yeah. They don't have anything. They, they don't have licenses to these games. Microsoft is going to launch with a hundred games. Google's got what, like nine and you have to pay for most yeah. of them. It's yep. just bizarre. So, uh, one thing for the people that don't know what the ultimate is, this gives you pretty much a number of different things that you can get separately on Xbox. So um, the EA games, you know, package thing that they have where you get a bunch of all the EA games for one price, all of those are bundled into this one cost. So you can buy these each separately or you get the ultimate and it gives you access to all of them under one subscription. Yeah. So, and then this is going to be added to it. So they're just making it a stronger reason to own the better subscription. Between this and Mike and Sony's uh, streaming service, there's a stadium. Yeah, PS Now. Is just to say it's DOA would be an understatement. I mean, it's it, it was dead. It yeah. was dead before it was conceived. I mean, it's just it. They don't own. It's the same problem we just we talked about with Spotify when we talked about the Joe Rogan thing. It, Spotify doesn't own anything. Everything they do yeah. costs them incredible sums of money. They don't own yeah. anything. So, and then Microsoft now owns all this crap. They're, and they're, they're they're not just the publishers. A lot of them they're first party studios. They literally own the studios. So yep. they can do whatever they want with these games. And that's why you're seeing, that's why Minecraft is on the list. That's why Halo and Gears are on the list. Sea of Thieves is on the list. Wasteland Destiny is on the list. Two, this is their the ones stuff. With the DLCs. Yeah. Yep. And this is only, this is not, it's a third of the games. They're gonna, there's there's yep. going to be. Uh, I bet you eventually they'll they have the whole. 70 the more whole games. Xbox pass. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you at some point they'll have the whole Xbox pass on there. Yeah. That's cool. So Very cool. So good for them. So that's something to keep your head out, uh, you know, head up and look out for that because that's coming up next month. Uh, so I'll try it out. Gotta have my Xbox, and I have a subscription to this for. I'll see how it actually works on my phone. All right, um, let's talk about let's talk about Blizzard a little bit. Now, this is something that I know there's not a lot of context to this, but people working at Blizzard, of course, who makes World of Warcraft, Diablo, all these other games, uh, they. The people that work there are getting mad because of the uh, what their salaries are. Uh, a lot, so a lot of these employees have started posting what their salaries are, oh, and I just God. wanted to give a little insight for people that are hearing this. I want to give a little insight as to why uh, these companies. When you have a company that makes games that so many people love, these companies realize that people will come and work for them, and will work for them at a lower salary just so they can say, I work at Blizzard. I think same thing happens with Facebook, same thing happens with Twitter, with Amazon. They A lot of these companies for, will don't have to pay as much because people just want to work there either for their resume or because they want to work for the company that makes the game that they love. So if you love World of Warcraft and you had the opportunity of working at Blizzard, you'd probably take it even if you weren't being paid as much as something else. So a lot of these people... When they signed on, they knew you, you went through the process and you got hired knowing what your salary is. Um, I think the only way that you're going to change this is if you could get enough people to say, you know what, we're not going to work for that low, but you want to the secret. There's a hundred other people that will work for that rate just to say that they can work there. So I don't see a really good solution to this because so many people just want to work for those companies and they're willing to work for less to do it. 
Um, you know, so they're raising a stink. They're they're saying that this is not fair. Uh, maybe for for PR reasons, they might raise these salaries, but I don't think it's for any other reason uh, because they could keep continue doing this. They could fire all these people or say, "Hey, you're, you have the right to leave if you're not happy with this," uh, and people would immediately come and replace them. Uh, yeah. It's more of just that's the problem with the video game industry and the developers of them is these companies do not pay top market value because they don't need to. Uh, too many people will come and work for a lesser price. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So I've heard a lot of people say, uh, you know, we don't get into programming and it's not programming in general. That's not the problem. It's the video game industry well, and people that idolize these companies that will work for less. Well, I, and, I, and I'll say this, and I'm not just... It's easier said than done, but I actually did it. So I don't, I, you know, I'm not, if you think this is too shrewd, go F yourself. Uh, if you don't like your job, Brian, go get a new one. And I didn't like my last job, yeah. so I went and found a new one. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that, that would be the, that would be the argument. Yeah, I get it. it sucks. Yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I get it. I, I just, I just went through it less than a year ago. Uh, it sucked. You kind of did a similar yep. thing. You shuttered your business, went back to school, which you have to pay for. And then yep. got a job. So I don't want to hear any of this bullshit about how, oh, oh, it's so, go, it's, stop spending your time posting on Twitter like a stupid jackass and go find a new job. If you're so yeah. damn valuable, then you can go work at any company in the world and make 20% more if that's what you're claiming you're not making. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, this is something where it's just, it's this industry. Um, that's why I never made a push to get into the video game industry beyond, you know, make my own game because first of all, I don't want to move to San Diego. Uh, I don't want to pay their taxes. I don't want to be around that environment. And I'm going to be making what seems like more money. But when I get there and realize the cost of living, I'm making less money than I would here in Boise doing I anything just, else. I just don't, I don't, I am very much a, um, I'm not saying screw people over Brian, but I'm a very strong believer of you have to do you first. And yeah. is that selfish? If that's what you think the definition of self is, then sure. But yeah. as much as I love you, Brian, if push came to shove, I'm doing me before I'm doing you. And, and I yeah. would hope that, and I would anticipate you would do the same thing for yourself. Now it's not to stab, I'm not going to stab you in the back, but yeah. if it push comes to shove, I'm looking out for me. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people don't have that mentality and the, their solution is to go bitch and complain to Bloomberg that they're not making enough money when they should be spending time writing a new resume and applying for other jobs. If they're or so good themselves. and they're so valuable, which I'm not arguing, there's some incredibly talented people that I'm sure aren't making the money they think they are, that they're supposed to be. Fine. Then go find somebody that can professionally write a resume or do it yourself and go apply for different jobs and say, oh, you're hiring me? Oh, you want to hire me? That's great. I need to be making $80,000 a year in starting salary. Yep. I need to be making $120,000 a year starting salary. That's not a, okay, on to the next job. Or maybe, well, maybe, maybe what you think you're worth isn't actually what you're worth. Maybe the market isn't paying what you think you might be worth. That's the reality for a lot of people. But it doesn't well, give you a year the, ago. But bitching and complaining to Bloomberg is not going to get you any more money because Blizzard, frankly, yeah. does not care. Yeah. Well, and the, the issue is a year ago, unemployment was at one of the lowest rates ever, right? Yeah. Uh, that would have been the perfect time for you to go to a company where you can 
make the rate that you feel you're worth. If you can go because you had they there, they had a shortage of workers. It was easy to get hired, uh, especially in the development world and things like that one year ago. Um, so I would say, you know, if if during that time, if you weren't happy with your pay, why didn't when people were probably trying to scout you and find you and hire you, you know, if you thought your pay was so bad, why didn't you do it then? You want to know why? Because you like the fact that on your business card, it says Blizzard. That is why. So you're doing or it to you're yourself. Or you're just lazy. Don't complain. Or, or you're lazy and you don't have the motivation to move on. I, I, again, so. I, I hate to sound like a ruthless jerk off, Brian, but I just... I, I don't, I am, I'm look. I'm reading through the comments on Massively OP here and these people that are just tearing out their hearts for these poor programmers, give me a freaking break. They could have moved on to a different company. They chose not to. They could have to moved on to a different the, field. Yeah. Go become a but lawyer, go become I'm a saying, doctor. Yeah, if you don't think you're making enough money. don't make that much money. Well, yeah, plenty of lawyers do make a lot okay. of money. Well, okay, wait, I take that back. M lawyers in their first, Five, however, five years make almost nothing. They well, make that's very, very a lot little. of careers. Exactly. It, it, you have to build into it. Once again, you'll start out working, barely making it as an attorney. And then you'll write an article and say, oh, I don't make as much as industry. You know what? The people who work in the industry for 20 years make a lot of money. So, uh, just, you know, these I, people I, that are doing beta testing and internal testing and probably a lot of these <laughs> other roles that can be done by anybody, you know what? They're not going to make very much money. I just, I, I, I don't know what it is, Brian. I just, I've got, I've got enough problems in my own life. I just, I can't. Well, you want to take of, on everybody else's? I, mean, I just can't think of something I care less about than entitled Silicon Valley workers that work at Blizzard and game studios bitching about their money, which is probably two or three more times than what I'm making. I can't even begin to think I care. If you're in this class and you're bitching on Twitter, go F yourself. Seriously. Yeah. Either go find another job or shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, yeah. I am this, this argument. Cause you only see it in one field, Brian. I don't hear a power crews that just spent 72 hours getting power back to 140,000 people in southeastern North Carolina bitching and complaining about them not making enough money. This only comes from certain groups of people. And it's entitled jackasses out in California that work for these video game companies. You don't know other industry do you hear this? Literally no other yeah. industry. Oh, well, and teachers, and thank you. And teachers too. Yeah. Another entitled group of individuals, not attack on teachers and as a whole, but it's the same thing. This entitlement. If you don't like your job and you're not making enough money, go Industry work somewhere changes. else. Brian, I didn't like living in an apartment. I didn't like having neighbors that played music all goddamn night when I was trying to sleep because I work an eight to five. So what did I do? I saved up money and I bought a freaking house. Yeah, I could go. I could go bitch to my landlord every night. It's not going to do anything. And I yeah. just, I can't get, I just can't get over this. Well, and that's the thing, as you mentioned, for me, I didn't want to work in IT where I had to, I couldn't leave town. I had to be like constantly moving around. Boise's growing a bunch, traveling, moving around, driving around Boise all day. It's taking longer and longer. So you know what I made? I decided, all right, I'm going to go get a degree in another field that I enjoy and change it. And I did, uh, you know, so if you're not happy, in your field, if you don't think it's fair, either change. I this these are programmers. I should. I have a friend who actually uh, he worked on the first Call of Duty. He he's hmm. 
one of the big names or one of the very well-known people in the industry, uh, in the video game industry. I should ask him if he'd be willing to do maybe an off-air interview uh, to talk about some of these subjects because he's one of the guys where he, he, wor- he doesn't really work most of the year. And these big AAA studios call him in for special things to fix and, and work on big topics. So he's he's one of the titans of the industry. I should I'll talk to him, maybe see if he's interested in, you know, talking about it a little bit because I discussed this with him, you know, not recording. Um, but he he might be a good person to give a little insight into this topic. Yeah, I'd very much like to hear that because I just I, I I'm it's very frustrating, Brian. Because got- he he knows he, he understands because these people do make money. You want to know where they make money in bonuses. Uh, <laughs> these guys are complaining about their salary. But they don't. Re- but what they don't put in here is that once they've completed, like they release a game, they'll get a sixty thousand dollar bonus after they've released the game, and so they don't pay you very much through the process because they got to keep their costs low in case the game doesn't release. When the game does release, they turn around and give them a sixty thousand dollar bonus. When, yeah, when I was I- working, when I was working for Google, at the end we made some apps for for uh, pretty much YouTube Live at the time. They paid us very well. I'm not going to say they didn't pay us well. But at the end, our main programmer, they gave him a $60,000 bonus on a year contract. Right. Beyond the $75 he was making an hour. Yeah. I just... uh, So you could say this, but if you have experience, they will pay you money. These people just don't have the experience. They're low-level people. I've got so many problems in my own life. I just cannot even begin to care about how much money you're making at Blizzard. My... Radar of things I care about, Brian. It, 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 Brian, I care more about the neighbor's dog. Than I do what yeah. these people are making at Blizzard. I could care less. And then they go. You want to cry for somebody else and for a while? And then they and then they go and they and they go and then they go to Bloomberg or somebody else and go. Oh, please write a story how we make twenty percent less than other industry. Why don't you go work at the company? But their titles are so more. big. They'll, they're guaranteed almost to be successful. They're almost guaranteed their $60,000 plus bonus. They're almost guaranteed. When does Blizzard not release games? Right? I mean, they tend, if they if they work down a road, almost always are they going to release that game. It's not it's not a risky venture for them to release a game. Uh, so you're it, signing on to this. You're almost guaranteed that the, game, the title that you're working on is going to be released uh, and you'll get that bonus. And so these people, I would love for them to excl- tell us how much they make as an end of, of year bonus or as an end of release bonus for the title beyond that 20%. Because I bet you most people would say, well, after they heard that number, I bet you most of the people would say, well, then why are they complaining about 20%? They make yeah. all of that plus a bunch more in the end. Yeah. That's the way it oh. works. Well, there you go. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about Sea of Thieves. I think we skipped over this last week uh, or maybe it was the week before. Uh, they've got a um, they've got a new video out here, Brian, and a new set of patch notes. So let's go ahead and if I can find it, we can go ahead and watch the video for a uh, a new update that they've got going on. The what they're calling Ashen Winds for Sea of Thieves. Get ready to face off against new fiery foes with the arrival of our latest monthly update, Ashen Winds. Flameheart's long-serving generals have started to reappear throughout the seas. These Ashen Lords must be stopped at all costs, 
but it's not going to be easy. In each encounter, you'll come up against one of several Ashen adversaries. Old Horatio. Warden Chi. Captain Grimm. And Red Ruth, each capable of devastating new abilities. Perhaps they'll catch you off guard in an ash cloud. Scorch the earth with their fearsome fire breath. Or rain devastation with the roar of the devil. You'll have to battle hard to overcome this challenge. But for those that do, you'll be rewarded with valuable ashen loot. But that's not all. Claim the skull of an ashen lord and you'll have a choice. Cash it in with the Order of Souls, or use it as a fearsome flamethrower. These ashen wind skulls can set fire to players and ships, but your pyromania has a cost. The more you use the Ashen Wind Skull to roast your rivals, the less valuable it becomes. Keep an eye on the Ashen Crystals within the skull, as once their energy fades, your fire-starting days are over. For those with the skills enough to defeat the Ashen Lords, you'll unlock some spine-tingling tattoos. And returning their skulls to the Order of Souls will also unlock the Ashen Wind Skull sails for your ship. And these aren't the only hot new features this month. Over in the Pirate Emporium, you can grab new emotes. Perfect for those looking to tell the epic tales of their grand adventures. Or for pirates raring to roleplay as their favourite Sea of Thieves resident. And there's also a new emote for free, guaranteed to put a spring in your step. You can also pick up the new Ashen Curse Pets. They may have been touched by the magical fires of the Devil's Roar, but they're still cursed with cuteness too. You can grab some nifty new Kraken outfits for your cats, meaning your furry felines will be ready to tussle with the tentacles of sea monsters in style. And there's an all-new event too, with Skull Sweep. Every Wednesday you'll receive increased reputation and gold rewards for the loot you return to the Order of Souls. So get out there and smash some skellies! And that's not all for this update. There's new accessibility options with a single stick control scheme. The ability to automatically center your camera. An option that'll make you automatically float to the surface in water. And much more. So prepare to set the world ablaze as you tackle the terrifying power of Flameheart's fiery followers in the next Sea of Thieves monthly update, Ashen Winds. All right, there we go, Brian. A little bit of Sea of Thieves action going on uh, this evening. Um, I, I, the cats, very cool. Big fan of those. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cat person, so those those are cool. Everybody loves cat outfits. Well, I'm not 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 necessarily the outfits, but the uh, the cats themselves seem pretty neat. They were like fire breathing cats. That's that's cool. Uh, Valp seemed to also agree with that. I yeah, I think that's a 
That's, that's so a neat feature. one thing that a lot Still of people don't realize. <laughs> yeah, one thing a lot of people don't realize is you know they, they see that and like oh why you know there's a bunch of things that people collect and they don't understand it. But having played a lot of WoW, once you've played a game a lot, those things start to matter. Like those yeah. little things that you're chasing and trying to gather and collect, and that little game inside of a game. Uh, you know, WoW does this very well of of just things that you're gathering and mounts and and uh, they things called you know you tr- you can take outfits other skins of of weapons and outfits and put them on any kind of gear that you want like that becomes the kind of a side game that people do because they want to look a certain way they want to have a certain mount or all the mounts um, so if this is for them I, I think this makes a lot of sense most people who don't aren't into it they'll look at it and say oh that's stupid. Yeah, but I for think the people that stupid. play this religiously, this is the thing that's going to excite them. Yeah, I, I and, understand you know, it. They should be co- going to their core. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't enjoy it, but I'm not stupid. I understand it. Yeah, why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, same thing with Fortnite, kind of. Yep. I mean, they, they, they understand what their base wants. So they, and they, they add these they skins and all this other. Well, actually, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about Fortnite. Um, We've got a we've got a couple of quick things with them. Let's a little bit of positive China news, of course. Um, so, so the uh, the water that we showed a couple of um, couple of weeks ago is uh, starting to recede, Brian. And yes, there's a new POI. Uh, the uh, the infamous yeah. Atlantis is making its yeah. uh, is making its uh, way onto the map, and I believe Atlantis is going to be in the upper. Uh, it's not Atlantis, left. but they, its real name is Coral Castle, but it's pretty much like Atlantis. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Under the waters, but yeah, it's Coral Castle will be the name of the location. Cool. So they're going to be adding that to uh, adding that to the game, and I believe and they do we- show kind of a picture of the old versus the new map, and it's just two locations that were partially kind of underwater sense. or underwater. Yeah, I can't yeah, really just flips sh- back and forth. Show it. Um, yeah, if that helps. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. So, yeah, you can see there. Up at like uh, the, up, a, the upper left of the map. B2 and, and uh, B6 and 7. Yep. So interesting. So that, yeah, so that's in there. And also we talked about this last week uh, mm-hmm. and they were released today, but their cars, the car update oh, yeah. was released today. There's a video if you want to play that really quick, kind of showing off um, some of the different vehicles and what now, they look like and how they drive. Before we do that, this was delayed, right? It was supposed to be in like two weeks ago or something and it, there was an issue, so they delayed it, right? Yeah, so and so it was ended up just being today because there gotcha. were some issues with the driving and things that weren't working right. Well, a big mechanic change. Let's take a look at it from our friends over at Fortnite. So they pretty much have a compact car, sports car, a pickup truck, which is more of like a late 60s, early 70s pickup truck, uh, and then a semi. So keep that in mind. Uh, They are 
you need to remember that they do run out of gas. And so uh, they have gas pumps that you can find, but also you can use one of the throwable gas cans. I probably should save the tip of the week, but here we go. Um, so that you can fill up with gas as well. Nice. Very, uh, very cool. Inter- it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see how much it impacts the game. You know, most, they've done a whole mm. bunch of, uh, travel isn't the right word to use, but updates in which, you know, they, the, the gliders and then they had the airplane. Mobility. The, mobility is the word. Exactly. And it, mm-hmm. again, I'm no Fortnite pro or really in tune with the community at all, but I've never seen or heard like, Oh my God, this has ruined the game. They just seem to, people just seem to adapt. To well, it, people so. were really frustrated when the mechs were in the game. Yeah, but the mechs weren't really built. Those things were just kicking your ass. That was that was different. Yeah, and so they they ended up removing those. This, if it doesn't work, I'm sure they'll remove them or adjust them. I, I would assume this is a feature that they want to put keep in the game to a yeah. level. It's not one of the things that they seem like a temporary. This would be more of a standard feature that I would think would stay. So we will see. I would tend to agree. Of course, then they'll have probably a lot of skins for vehicles and everything else. So lots of things they can do. All right, so um. New World, then this is the Amazon studio making this. They did a density test and I actually was a part of it uh, this past week. So it was pretty much for people that have pre-ordered the game. They have Mm -hmm. had the ability to log in and do a stress test on their servers. So I had done this probably a year ago, if I remember correctly. uh, And it was really very bare, um, not much content. I did it this time. They did say... I I don't know if I'm under NDA, but you it are. seemed like I was under NDA from what they said. So I don't yeah. know if, how much I can talk about the actual experience, but we can talk about what they say in this article. Yeah. Um, one person said, after playing a little bit, I can see why it has is being delayed. You know, it has some really good fun things about it so far, but also a lot of stuff that can be improved. Uh, I, I think, and just without going into details of, of specifics, they did have more, you know, cutscenes and an intro quest that it takes you into oh, nice. the game, uh, and kind of a guided quest that goes and takes you through multiple levels, gets you leveled up, uh, and takes you through different environments. So definitely much better. It was a lot more fun than the first one, and I, so I think that this has a lot of promise. Uh, the The visual effects were very good. The movement. I, you know, I'm kind of picky on movement. I think they could speed it up and make it a little less janky, but perhaps they will. Perhaps they're starting it slow so that through perks and things, you can have movement, you know, speed increases and things like that. So maybe that's expected as you level up, you speed up a little bit. Um, I didn't try the PVP. And so that's something that I'm, I'm not sure how that works, but it did seem like it's, got promise there there are a decent lay, way along on this the world was very well built um the it looked very nice performance for me worked just fine now initially launching it i did struggle to get the server list but i assume that's because they were being bombarded which you know when you're doing a stress test probably points to that but um, i was able to get in didn't get disconnected once i got in so awesome cool so well, we'll see. I, I know that's kind of uh, i read a couple of comments here on the uh massively overpowered uh, article and I see a lot of people in here t- commenting how um, this is the best MMO experience they've felt since you know 
early days of WoW. So maybe maybe yeah. this will scratch that. And you got to keep that in people. mind with the times because of the yeah. times, um, you know, WoW is a very old dated system. This is a newer system. So they have yeah. a much better visual. It feels like a, a regular game. You know, WoW, you can tell like they simplify everything a lot. Uh, this, you can tell it's more of a regular game yeah. in that MMO universe, which comes down to this is amazon servers you know they're able to deliver something that performs very well so this is a good company to make an mmo because they have the server back in to make sure everything is fast and works yeah so worked very well for me excellent let's uh let's talk about PUBG a little bit we've got some stats here which we don't get all that often from PUBG. um they released these uh these sets of infographics showing some different statistics from season seven um and it showed that um 173 million players landed on the map. Um, they go over the five different hot drops, um, the deadliest weapon on the map. Um, and they, you know, they go through the average train ride was 22 seconds. The number of deaths by train, 128,000, um, 20,000 train rides taken, 6,000 C4 is detonated, uh, about a half a million deaths by um, C4, uh, 12 million visitors to the Dino Park, um, 15 million Mosin kills, 7 million Mosin headshot kills. Um, the longest headshot made with a Mosin was a full kilometer and um, seven and a half million ranked matches played. So cool to see these statistics and that they're actually collecting them, which is something PUBG has always done very well. Even from the earliest yeah. days of PUBG, their data I think if I were to say, Brian, what made the game successful? I would say their data is probably a huge part of it because instead of listening to the outrage on Reddit or Twitter or a form, you can actually see it and you can see, okay, people aren't going to this point of interest. Why people aren't doing this? Why people are using this? Why? And you can actually correlate yeah. that stuff instead of listening to a bunch of, uh, you know, alpha bros on, uh, on, on Reddit posting about how everything is awful right when you don't when you don't have any internal data that you're collecting or doing anything with it's hard to make a conclusion about your audience based on the vocal minority on uh on well and that's the, so. that's the issue is a lot of people go through and they, they that's one reason why people go directly to the comments they want to know what they're supposed to think <laughs> you know so i yeah we'll see uh with this uh, another one we've always liked uh for conan you know, they've done a really good job of this too, of not necessarily, I mean, they do have some stats in there, but these infographics where they give you a lot of, of interesting information in a visual way, and it always comes across very nice. So we'll see if they continue doing this, but uh, yeah. it seems like they're season seven successful. They have very high player numbers and they've continued to have, at least in China, uh, you know, they have at least a couple hundred thousand people playing yeah, when, uh, during their peaks. So People are still playing it. They're making money. So they're, I'm sure they're going to continue putting out these updates. Bingo. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, so Atlas, they put out a Q&A. Okay. And this is Ask a Pirate Day. And this is a dev developer Q&A regarding their, you know, of course, this is the same people that make Arc. And so I was just going to go through, maybe hopefully answer some things that people may be asking. Sure. Um, so first of all, one of the questions, because there's, not a ton of questions here, but we'll go through a couple of them. Do you guys have any plans to fix the issues of people using free ports as safe storage? And they said, yes. However, it may take some time to implement any changes. So a lot of people are, uh, 
you know, pretty much going to free ports and storing stuff there because you can't destroy things in that area. Uh, do you have a, let's see, do you, when do you guys plan on update to update the optimization of the game? Even people with good graphics cards have a hard time getting 60 frames per second with high settings. That Damn. is in the works. As we head towards 1.0, things should get better. So, uh, and we remember this from Arc. Arc had this exact same issue, rubber banding, frame rate issues, and they were able to optimize that over time to where if you go into Arc now, you don't see that. Um, seems to run just fine. Uh, one thing I found kind of interesting here, can you guys make mounts less of a focus in this game? And they said, we agree more and more design energy is being put into ships and the ocean. We are also <laughs> planning some simplification for land-based interactions. The changes we are making now are really the foundation for changes planned for the future. It may not be obvious choices, but uh, now, but hang on, you know, hang in there with us. So I guess people, I mean, this is a pirate in the ship game. And so I think with this, you know, you want to have a land animal for when, or something to, to allow you to travel faster when you're on land, but your boat and being on the ocean should be the primary focus. And so I think they're trying to get back to that. Yeah. Um, one thing is when can we get the dev kit updated? Uh, it is in the works as we speak. And that's for people that are making mods and things like that for the game. Um, any plans to delve into an upgraded Atlas version on Unreal Engine 5? Yeah, I would love that. We're looking at, into the possibility of it because next year, Unreal Engine 5 is going to be released. So nice. uh, that's going to be a big change. Be interesting to see how that affects some of the current Unreal Engine 4 games that are out there. Uh, any plans to pay NPCs to gather resources, to man ships, etc.? Will the NPCs be a little smarter? Cleaning up everything about NPCs is going to come first. And then we'll take a look at how we can grow them. Uh, but for now, this is a long way off. Um, and then finally, are you going to add a mail system to talk to other Pathfinders in regions other than your own, uh, as well as other MMO features? Because, I mean, there's a lot of things that this could be more of an, I mean, it's like a half MMO. It's a weird hybrid of an MMO. Yeah. Uh, right now, we don't have any dedicated plans for mail, but there are some systems coming uh, online that may facilitate the development of a mail system and others that would definitely benefit from it. Uh, it won't be soon, but it may well happen. Uh, so pretty much probably with their dev kit and some of the features that they're putting in there, people would be able to make mods that do this sort of behavior. So those are a few of the things on that Q&A. We'll have a link to it if you want to go through and read some of the others. But that is for Atlas. Awesome. Very cool. Um, we've got a couple of updates for, uh, smaller updates for some various games, Brian. Scum being one of them. And uh, mm -hmm. taking a quick look at this update, this is Hotfix 04852486. And uh, this is a, a bunch of bug fixes in here as well as a bunch, a couple of QOL additions. Fixed a bug when pressing escape, it would uh, cause the UI to malfunction. Fixed bug where interacting with fireworks would sometimes make players unable to interact with the inventory. Uh, just bug after bug after bug. Let's take a look at some QOL stuff, though. Improved flashlights can now be mounted on the sawed-off shotgun. Excuse me, improvised flashlights can now be mounted on the sawed-off shotgun. Players are no longer forced into focus mode when aiming down scopes. Um, corrected some of the item names and description errors that existed throughout the game. Increased the number of padlocks needed to craft locks. Uh, and uh, so, and car radios will now be will now be audible outside of the car if any car doors or windows are opened. 
and then reduce the maximum speed at which you can exit a vehicle to 15 kilometers an hour. So I guess before you could just jump out of a vehicle at full speed and probably just stop in your tracks. Uh, it's like the old uh, H1Z1 days. Old H1Z1 days where you just jump out of a car full speed. You drive speed past the tree and yeah, jump yeah. and like and yeah. land behind the tree and then yeah. you know kill them. Insanity. Uh, um, yep. So that was a, a bunch of bug fixes and then a couple of quality of life things. And uh, they say that's uh, well, that's all, folks. That's all. Uh, that's all they've got there in this update. Very good. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about. Well, so Rust has two different videos. We'll wait. Let's wait a little bit. One is yeah. uh, the regular one, but they have the roadmap one, and it's like ten minutes. So I think we maybe, I mean, time wise, we may be all right with that. But then I'll leave okay. that up to you whether or not yeah. you want to bother with it. Um, so let's go to Arc, and they had an update. I think they they have actually two updates this week. One of them was fairly big. So this is the one that was released on the 30th, and this is 3.12.65. Uh, so they, they adjusted a lot of things with various creatures. And so I'm not necessarily going to go into all the details of that, but I will say that on a lot of these, they either adjusted the damage taken, um, that like increasing a value at which damage is taken when you're at deep sea depth or uh, like durability, uh, armor penetration, things like that uh, has been adjusted for about six, seven, eight uh, creatures. Mm -hmm. Also, they have on there a bunch of adjustments to breeding. So they've reduced the uh, maturation time for a lot of their creatures, about seven or eight of their creatures uh, to match some of the other similar creatures. So each of them had a very individual time and they i think they kind of matched up okay here this one we like this on this other creature this is a mm -hmm. similar creature and they match those up to some of the other ones to be more consistent um also in genesis they added an additional 15 seconds to all race missions on the xbox and the ps4 um who knows why possibly performance or who, for some reason they need to do that not on the pc but on the consoles they added event uh, emotes to the hex store at the cost of fifty thousand hexagons so you can buy those emotes. They reduce hexagons rewards on mound over matter and one hell of a treasure hunt by 25% on all difficulties. They increase the cost of gunpowder in the hex exchange to 150 hexagons. They increase the cost of hide uh, to 60. Uh, they also, they put a per character hexagon clamp added to the configurable so you can adjust that. So on your private servers, um, they defaults to two and a half million on the official network. But uh, you can set that now per server. They also adjusted the timer. It has been increased from 20 minutes to 30 minutes for the boss fight, time, boss fight timer on Valguero. And then just some of the general fixes. Fixed creatures will, flying creatures will prioritize, prioritize picking up friendly creatures rather than dismounting friendly riders. Uh, baby creatures will no longer auto-wander when hatched. Mounting a flying creature will no longer instantly cause it to take off. Uh, cryopods in a player's inventory will now change if a player sl is sleeping in a tech pod. Tech Helm will now provide uh, players with a gas mask bonus, uh, protecting them from the poison wyvern and the basilisk spit. Uh, tamed creatures can no longer consume antidote. Added multiple item clamping, clamping checks to various areas of loot generation and crafting. Heavy turret damage increased uh, to by 15%. Tech turrets now require double the amount of shards per bullet. Uh, metal ingots stack size has been increased to 300, as well as the raw metal stack size. Spoil time on lesser antidote has been increased to three days. Spoil time on prime meat and prime fish has doubled. 
uh, HLNA and Shibi uh, creatures no longer disable the protection against bees buff. Yell and Whisper can now uh, can now switch between the following modified keys. So you can, like on PC, put left shift, left control, and left alt. Uh, the configurable game user setting uh, was put in there for server hosts to limit the amount of gateways that can be placed on saddle platforms. Uh, and uh, then the next one they have is 3.12.66. This is a much smaller update, August 4th. They fix multiple mesh exploits and they fix the tech gauntlets pushing enemy tamed creatures in PvE. So that is ARC. Awesome. Um Dead by Daylight, Brian, we've got a, a couple things here. A, a pretty big update, 4.1.1. It's a bug fix patch. Um, a whole bunch of balance and then different things in that. But uh, the bigger thing is that they're doing their summer horror sale right now. So the base game itself, which is normally $20, is 60% off. So you can pick it up for 8 bucks, And then all of their DLC, minus the most recent one, uh, are 40% off. So you can get most of those DLC packs for under $5. And then, of course, the most recent one that just came out is uh is is five dollars uh, is is 30 percent off so you can get that for a 489 the uh the expensive one the stranger things one is still almost eight dollars but almost but all of them are yeah. 40 30 40 percent off and then the base game itself is 60 percent off so if you are a uh somebody that has seen some dead by daylight videos or has watched some dead by daylight stuff and have been waiting for a sale to pull the trigger you can get the base game and a couple of DLC packs for the cost of a normal, you know, of, of just getting the base game not on sale. So this might be a, a good time to do a little research into what killers or survivors you want and uh, picking it up. So that is Dead cool. by Daylight. Very good. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about ROE. And okay. they had an update this week. And this is their July 30th update. And they're, first of all, they have some heroic changes. Uh, so... They have very or heroic challenges and you get exclusive rewards for those like portraits, accessories, and some of their character styles. Uh, they added some things to the store, but one thing they have in there is the adventure pass bundle uh, that you can buy in there. It unlocks the season nine pass, 20 instant tier boosts, and the 10 exclusive reward boxes. Uh, they did an overhaul of the ADS, so the aim down sites. Um, work and so for instance they remodeled a number of the scopes to optimize the uh reticle re uh, presentation and then added a various visual effects and things like that um, you can also go in and adjust the ads depth of field visual effect option in the settings now uh, and then they also made adjustments to the animations for first person um when so first for instance first person optimized animations for character movement jump ads and weapon sway and then they redesigned the reload and ads fire animation for all weapons they have a new mechanic uh breath hold so you can hold shift on the four and the x 8x scopes and that will reduce your your sway from breathing or and then also they put in bullet penetration so that's a new mechanic so if you can shoot through objects and uh, and damage people, they also have an aim punch. So they added an aim punch camera shake effect when characters get hit, uh, and the screen shake intensify intensity varies based on the amount of damage taken. They added two special effects. So first of all, they optimized the muzzle flash and muzzle smoke effects. Then they optimized textures for bullet holes and other effects. For audio effects, they added a realistic propagation delay for gunshot sounds. 
in the optimized audio effects for bullets that passes near a player. And then they made uh, they made the hit mark UI placement dynamic. So that is ROE, Ring of Elysium. Very cool. Um, so Brian, on the Rust thing, I'm thinking we should just play the one and then we could play the okay. other roadmap one maybe in the next couple of weeks because it is laying out the entire summer. Yeah. I don't want to stuff people yeah. up with 20 minutes of Rust stuff. Um, okay, so let's do quickly that. Maybe, take, maybe a week that we don't do a, uh, maybe a Shadow, shadow Frax video. Does that, does that work for you? I mean, this works is, for it, me, yeah. This is a democracy, Brian. You and I are mm-hmm. equals. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's fine with me. Even though yeah, I control I, 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 I put it, I put it in there. I, I put it in there because I figured you know, it might be interesting to get to it at some point, but I, I almost didn't put it on there, but I thought at least we'll put it in there to know and come back to it later. So yeah, it's a roadmap, but let's uh, let's kick it off with just a regular Rust video, uh, a regular Rust Shadow Frax update, and uh, some of the things going on on the uh, July 31st update for Rust. Greetings, survivors and friends. Shadow Frax here with your weekly Rust tipple, and what a time to be alive it is, because with only a few days to go until all servers are held down and forcibly wiped, Rust has received, on staging branch at least, the gift of tea. And so we now have a new deployable item, the mixing table, something that's been floating around mysteriously in the commits for many weeks and has been the subject of much chin scratching. But first, please spank the subscribe button, give the bell a hearty squeeze for me, won't you? Also, check you're still subscribed as YouTube has been up to its old tricks again recently. Anyway, the table costs 200 frags and 100 stones, has 500 health, costs 500 scrap to research, or can be bought from the bandits for 175, and requires a level 1 workbench to craft. But let's talk about tea, because as an Englishman, I'm more than happy to. And you'd be an idiot to throw this stuff in the harbour, because it grants you buffs. But more on that in a second. The teas you make with this thing require berries rather than leaves, and so to go along with this we've been graced with six new berry bushes, which you'll find growing in the wild, but which can also be grown in your own feces. I mean bases. There's red, blue, yellow, green, black, and white, and you simply swipe them like any other collectible, which will give you both berries and seed, because of course you've got so much empty space in your inventory and totally don't need a separate berry pouch or anything. You can just nom them if you like, which will give you five food and two water per berry, but the real magic happens when you insert them into the bench. You'll notice that it has five inventory slots, and to make a tea with it, you have to fill these up with specific berry combinations. If you enter an invalid combo, then it just won't do anything, but the berries won't be consumed. There are seven combos in total at the moment. Each one makes a tea which grants a specific buff for five minutes a pop. You can make 20 at a time, because that's the berry stack limit, and they are as follows. Red, 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 yellow, yellow makes max health tea, which increases your max health, surprise. Red in every slot makes healing tea, and this restores your health over time. Yellow, blue, yellow, blue, yellow, blue. No, yeah, makes ore tea, which increases the amount of ore yield when mining. Red, blue, red, blue, red makes wood tea, allowing you to get more wood than normal. Secret recipe for Viagra there, I think. Yellow, white, yellow, white, yellow, I'm sure it will be a very popular one, as the resulting scrap tea grants increased scrap yield. Red, 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 green, green is rad removal tea for when you've taken a dose of the old glow in the dark. Red, red, green, green, green makes rad resistance tea, see if you can figure out what that does. And up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, and start doesn't do anything, but it's good to memorize. 
trust me. Now, each of these teas grants a certain strength of buff, which is all subject to change. Of course, like everything here, and I'll put the current details in the description. However, there's more, because if you were to take five of a certain type of tea, say scrap tea, and combine these in the bench, you'll refine them into the next tier up on the tea scale. So if normal scrap tea gives you a plus 10% yield, then the next tier up, advanced, will give you plus 30%. Then you can repeat the process with advanced teas to produce a pure tea, which in this case would up your scrap yield to plus 50%. I mean, Usually, if I want a stronger tea, I just leave the bag in for longer, but hey-ho. Just in case there's any confusion, there were initially five tiers of tea strength, and there may still be on staging as I write this, but this is being reduced to three. Some things to note at this juncture, you can have multiple buffs active at once, and if you look just here on your inventory screen, you can see which ones they are. But before you ask, no, you can't stack individual buffs by drinking multiple cups of the same brew. All that will happen is that that particular buff's timer will be reset. Then you may get diarrhea. But not even this is all, because the mixing bench has yet another use. Let's see if you can work out what this little combination would make. Hmm, that's right, as long as you have the blueprint for it, of course, right here is another way to make explosives. Or I guess you could say, gunpowder tea? Yeah! You still need a level 3 workbench to turn them into C4, of course, but this does give an extra option with a different set of ingredients and makes compost bins much more attractive. I can't emphasize this enough, but I will say it again. All of this is subject to change, and we still have a week to go, so there. Next, a long-awaited boost to our sanity has finally been implemented on staging because now conditional roof corners are here. What this means is, instead of weird overlaps, roofs should form nice, neat angles on both exterior and interior joins. There are two roof pieces now, one for square foundations and a new one for triangles, so make sure you use the correct piece. And please note that at the moment, not all shapes are supported. For instance, you can't do this one or a one-by-one one square. Though oh, and roofs will cost the same as floors in both build and upkeep now. In other news, bone arrows are having the thickness of their hitbox reduced by 30%, although it's still double the size of normal arrows. The Horseshoe Cave has received a significant nerf in that you can no longer build in the center building pocket, boo-hoo. Cars received a number of tweaks this week, including better hill climbing capabilities with 25% more low speed power and 7% more grip on all surfaces. There were a few other fixes, including one for getting dismounted from a minicopter whilst flying low over the Airwolf vendor on Hapis, supply drops flying away after getting hit with projectiles, and modular cars and minicopters becoming unusable after loading from a save if it was made during engine startup. Oh yes, and picture frame glass isn't quite as dark and dingy. In works in progress, the boat shop monument is receiving a lot of love, with a few new props being created for that nautical feel, such as anchors, fishing nets, oars, and barrels. Yar. And last week, I mentioned new MIDI mapping convars to allow oh us to control my. cinematic effects through either oh hardware man. or software devices. And oh. As promised, there's now a full write-up oh, on my how MIDI to control accomplish I have. this over on the Rust wiki. 
and I'll put the link to it in the description for you. Please leave a like if you enjoyed this vid and tell me your thoughts, good or bad, in the comments. Please join me on Twitch to see me stream things and Twitter, Facebook, Discord and my Steam group to stay up to date with my content. I'd like to thank my smashing patrons for supporting me and helping me make these vids for you. And you can join their numbers over on Patreon, link below. I shall catch you all soon, but in the meantime, keep calm and stay rusty. Cheerio. Brian, that's the same MIDI controller that I use to do things like turn off and back on during the program. Wait, no. Go in there and uh, make little yeah. rust videos? I had you muted no? by accident. <laughs> no, no, that's no, fine. I, I say you're going to try it? You're going to. No. I just thought it was cool videos? to see that, you know, the, the same device I use, the, uh, the Korg Nano Controller 2, which I use nice. for all of my, uh, you know, all of my all of the things that I can do here on the program, like uh, you know this. You're listening to you Against know, the Norm. Uh, you know, with all, Nick all, all those things. Yeah, you know, I can do that with my mm -hmm. Korg Nano controller. Pretty neat little oh, device. Exciting. Very cool. Yeah. I well, feel like I'm there. You go. Rust always doing <laughs> crazy things. Um, yes, absolutely. And we'll. By the way, we'll show that roadmap video in the uh, in the uh, up and coming weeks. Um, all right. Final st uh, final game here, Brian, with a little bit of a crazy update uh unturned is coming to consoles yes so but, they're uh 505 games is going to be publishing it but it says it's coming to the xbox one and ps4 this fall so mm -hmm. i hope that they're also intending on releasing it on the next gen consoles because well, I, fall, I would be surprised if they wouldn't I, and, the and those will be backwards cycle. compatible anyways I hope so. What? Yeah, the, the, the consoles are going to be backwards compatible, so you'll be able to play like PS4 games on the PS5. Yeah. So, so it shouldn't be an issue, but this is something uh, be interesting to see how it works, but that'll be released. Also, there was a, an unturned update this past yeah. week. And so, first of all, they have a number of additions that they've done. Skin sharing between items with the same model using shared underscore skin underscore lookup ID. Uh, Elver variants of me melee weapons use this to share skins with the base game items. So they've added that. New Steam friends enhance rich presence, um, fall damage override, and validate econ info hash and validate master bundle hashes, servers and uh, settings and server config. Those control the hashing changes explained below and they'll get into that in a minute but they've done sounds like a lot of back-end stuff for uh for modding is what it sounds like uh yeah. and i know that he's been working on the new version that's going to be under unreal engine but i'd assume that they're probably wanting to have a lot of modding in the console versions and so i'm assuming that's been more of his focus rather than map things in preparation for uh, going to console uh, one thing they did is trees no longer respawn while a player or barricade is on the stump uh, I was curious. This is something that with video games, you know, what do you do when you got to respawn a tree? And if someone's just to be funny goes and stands on that point, you know, do you shoot them yeah. in the air? Do you have it kill them immediately? Do you, you know, have it push them to the side? Uh, one thing embedded YouTube videos are now removed from the in game text so they can be used <laughs> in announcements. Oh, okay. So uh, quest objects interactions are no longer predicted on client, which is probably smart because then you could send them any answers you want. Never um, predict. <laughs> yeah, don't predict on the client. You predict on yes. the server and then inform them. Uh, 
one thing here due to talking about elver that was that map we showed last week due to its mm -hmm. overwhelmingly positive reception the elver auto install period has been extended indefinitely oh. essentially making it a permanent map the map developers have been doing friday updates so keep an eye out for improvements free elver themed items are no longer dropping and they're now only available by trade or through the marketplace so nice. uh they had some other fixes and things but i don't think it's really pertinent to what we're talking about so that is unturned all right and i believe brian at the two hour mark that is all of our news very good so if it's all right with you i'd like to uh transition into current players let's go for it all right let's take a look at a couple different video games and the number of people playing those games let's start it off with arc survival evolved Thirty-six thousand one hundred and fifty individuals currently playing that the 24-hour peak, 60,550, with a 7-day peak of 70,859. Taking a look at Rust, currently playing 33,964. The 24-hour peak, 50,588, with your 7-day peak of 74,173. Let's take a look at DayZ as part of the uh, Bohemia Interactive Humble Bundle. You can go ahead and pick that up. 10,705 individuals playing that right now. 19,355 is your 24-hour peak with a 70 peak of 22,108. And wrapping up with 7 Days to Die. Currently playing 15,446. The 24-hour peak, 21,235 with a 7 day peak of 28,403. And a bonus because I forgot the Encore. Uh, current players for player unknowns battlegrounds 53095 the 24 hour peak 422748 with a 7 day peak 443567 the uh, the numbers Brian always amaze me between the current yeah. players and the 24 hour peak you were talking about literally China 350000 people plus being your difference so yes absolutely China big time yep yeah, so during that their peak is, time, uh, so, which now is not players. their peak time. <laughs> no, it is not. It's the middle of the night. Actually, no, it's probably really <laughs> yeah. early in the morning, but nevertheless, they ain't playing PUBG right now. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and go uh, to tip of the week. Okay. Either I give a general gaming tip or one for a specific game. I figured maybe this is one of my last opportunities to do it, so I do it for The Last of Us 2. Oh, jeez. Tip of the week. All right, so when looting in The Last of Us 2, there's a lot of different hiding places. You know, I talked a couple weeks ago about, for instance, behind glass. It doesn't show as a lootable object. Uh, and so you break the glass and then there are things you can loot. Well, also there's characters that are patrolling around. Sometimes they're not always very loud. And so you may have people in the area that you need to kill first. Uh, and in order to make sure that you've gotten everything, there's actually an audio cue that your player will do. Once you've cleared out the area and you've looted everything, your character will pretty much say something like, okay, that, you know, that takes care of that, or it you know, looks like we're clear. Uh, and then, you know, that gives you an indication that you can move on to the next area. And also, uh, one thing that you can do is when upgrading your weapons, you want to make sure that you upgrade the damage first, because that is the and definitely the better stat 
ammo is very scarce in this game. And so getting that higher damage makes it so that you can maybe get a one-shot kill or use less ammo per shot. And that will kind of pay out in the end the best. And will make it so you need, need less ammo through the game. Also on there, I would then use stability as your second upgrade. So that once again, you're missing less shots and you're getting more because that is going to be your biggest limitations unless you've tweaked the settings to give you more ammo, uh, you know, loot, more lootable objects. Uh, another thing I would encourage you to do, this is less of a tip, but I would try, I would encourage you to try different types of kills. So for instance, jumping and doing an aerial kill, uh, maybe running at the character. They did a really good job in this game of making it so that there's some very unique kills that seem very dynamic. Uh, you know, a lot of times you'll, in a game, you'll get cut into an animation sequence where you pretty much start the animation, then it, you know, finishes it. But you can even see your characters maybe sliding to the side to get in the right place so it can do that full animation. Uh, here, just from various angles, they did a really good job of just making it seem seamless, which I know is a lot of work on the back end to do. But you could jump off of something or come running from the side or get hit, you know, dropped in the ground and just all the different ways that the character moves, they did a very good job of making it feel natural and then not like you're getting locked into an animation sequence to make sure that kill works. So those are some things to try. I think you'll be surprised at some of the things that you'll find when you do that. Uh, some things that I don't think you've seen on any other games. So that is tip of the week. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. We greatly appreciate that. Um, I think the I think that's about it. Of course, Bingo, we'll, boom, shakalaka. Oh, look at that, Bobby J hitting us up with the uh, fifteen month resubscription here right before the end of the program. Thank you, Bobby, very much for yes. jumping in on that. And I also want to thank a couple of other individuals as well, including our friend Falcon and uh, Spaceship Donnie for hitting us up with the uh, resubscriptions as well. Um, Brian, do we have a winner of our giveaway? Yes, and so our winner is Judd. So, oh, it's oh. Judd. Uh, he has one, and so I will send you a copy. And this is Battle Chasers Night War. So I'll send you a link so you can redeem that on your Steam account. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Um, we will be back next Tuesday. Um, if a Wednesday show, you didn't know there was a Wednesday show, you caught off guard, make sure you follow us on Twitter at InfectionCast, where we tweeted. And on Discord, I did an at everyone, which I know you know people don't like notifications. That's fine. We try, We do them twice a week or no really once yeah. a week during the show but you know right before the show and then on a rare occasion uh, uh, an alert leading up to a show or something super that's going on so no we're not we're not spamming you on uh, discord but make sure you do follow us on twitter and discord so you can get those notifications but we'll be back next tuesday um very good and Ryan, one thing i wanted to mention yeah. if you notice any issues we did migrate to our my newer server uh if you have any issues getting the podcast to work please let me know just to make sure so far everything seems to be working correctly, but uh, just in case there's any weird little issues with any specific services, you know, comes down to you, like an SSL, SSL certificate or anything weird little things can cause weird little issues. So if you notice anything that doesn't seem normal, uh, please let us know. And then that way I can take a look at it and troubleshoot, but hopefully everything is seamless. Yes, sir. Where can people find you on the net? Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Parlor, or you can go to my uh, blog, biteoftech.com. Also, you can go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. If you go there, join our server on Discord on the right-hand side there. That's a great place to go submit news to us, to hang out and chat, play games with us over the weekend, and uh, just a good place to kind of congregate. Also, our Steam group, if you're going to get notifications, as Nick said, before the live show starts, 
so if you happen to be there at a day that we're doing the live show, you get a little pop-up on your computer, makes it nice and easy. Also, we're on Twitch, on a BitChute, on YouTube, and on DLive. So if you want to watch the video forms of the podcast, uh, and we do broadcast live on a number of those. Uh, if you want to get the audio-only form after the fact, we have links to the lower right of the website for all of those for whatever platform or application you may want to use. If you want to get the pre and post show and check those out, uh, we Judd does that for us on the Extras channel, and there's a link for that. Uh, and then show notes for now, 290 episodes of the show. If you want to follow along, check out videos, or maybe if you want to go check out the uh, you know, the, the Rust uh, roadmap early, we'll have a link for that in the show notes, and you're more than welcome to checking that out. If you want to support us, as you've heard throughout this show, we've had a number of people give us their Twitch Prime subs. We really appreciate that. That really is what co- pretty much delivers the cost of... Uh, of, of our, our trip that we do every year, except for this year, just because of circumstances, but yeah, it makes a huge difference. Also, you can go through humble.infectionpodcast.com and amazon.infectionpodcast.com to be able to give us a little bit of percentage on whatever purchases you do through either of those uh, stores. So yes, thank sir. You very much. Absolutely. Brian, thank you for your flexibility as always um, mm-hmm. with the, uh, no with problem. the Wednesday show. I know it was a little last minute. Um, Firebomb says, so where does the money go since no trip this year? Well, it stays in uh, stays in our PayPal account until we have something to spend it on. So, yeah, we're saving it, and you know, if some expense comes up or something, we I guess we could. But we been pretty good. We we bought that server, you know, which we did some fundraising for three years ago or some four years ago. Yeah, thing still runs like a champ. So, hey, it was a good a good investment. The, the 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 one fortunate thing, minus the website that Brian, uh, you know hosts and, and pays for out of pocket we don't have any other expenses um yeah at all really so there's there's no the, now the answer to your question firebomb is nothing it's not spending anything we don't we yeah don't we're not spending it all before uh we're not spending we're not year, spending so. any of it we don't i don't i mean yeah. i could i could find a way to book, piss away some money but i don't have anything to spend it on so uh, i don't know hey maybe i need a new uh Maybe I need a camera like Brian's got. If you think of why should we should spend the infection podcast money on a new camera for Nick, eh, you know, leave a message in the chat. <laughs> so Brian, thank you as always, and uh, we'll yep. see you next Tuesday for a regularly scheduled program. Well, Brian's going to shout out his parlor. I'm going to shout out mine. You can follow me on parlor at Nicholas M Craig. It's the same handle on Twitter at Nicholas M Craig there as well. And I've got a an IT blog that I haven't been updating regularly, which is uh, Dude in IT. Welcome to the club. Yeah, well, I I learned from the best. Um, If you uh, miss any portion of the show, if you want to check out videos, pictures, show notes, links, maybe that Rust uh, summer roadmap video, you can do all that on our website, infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.